Winnaker Weekly is a three-episode-in anime discussion podcast where two brothers discuss a show of their choice. The show can be anything from a current season flop to a decades-old classic. What are they going to talk about next? Who knows? They sure don't. Say hi to our special guest real fast. Hello, special guest. Hello, special interviewer. <laughs> uh, this is our friend Matt. Um, he loves anime Hello, about as much as we do, um, and uh, he uh, is—he's going to be our special guest today for our special uh, season finale. Uh, this is episode twenty-five, and we decided every twenty-fifth episode we're going to go ahead and do a recap episode. So you guys are. Um, and for something special tonight, we're going to go ahead and just kind of discuss each show that uh, we have uh, that we've talked about. Um, obviously, not go in depth about them like we try to do with each episode, but um, we're going to go ahead and just kind of follow up and say, you know, did we continue watching it? Uh, were our expectations met? Um, that sort of thing. Uh, anything you want to add to that, Lee? Uh, no, that's uh, that's pretty much what we're going to do. But let's go ahead and start off with uh, the news. With the news, um, so. There is something that is completely taking over the internet right now. Um, it is a wonderful, wonderful creation known as Bowsette. Um, now, people are, people are familiar with Rule 63 of the internet. If there is a uh, character, um, there will be a gender-swapped version of that character somewhere on the internet. Um, Bowsette is not Rule 63. A lot of people are saying it's just Rule 63. It's not. Um, oh, good. <laughs> Bowsette is what happened when somebody took the ending of... I'm going to go ahead and back up a little bit more. Um, so Nintendo's announced <laughs> that they are releasing Super Mario... New Super Mario Bros. Wii U Deluxe for the Switch. Mm. And in it, they have released some new power-ups. And one of the new power-ups is the Super Crown. And when Toadette, mm. who is the small little toad with the, with the braids, uh -huh. when um, when Toadette puts the crown on, Nintendo says that toads are Andromedans. Uh, uh, they don't have a gender. They're genderless. Mm. Um, my mouth doesn't want to perform, perform the word. Um, but so, but when Toadette puts this on its head, Toadette turns into Peach. Mm. Peachette is what she's called. Uh, she's peach with uh, with the same with blonde hair braids like Toadette's little mushroom braids, and her dress kind of looks like a mushroom outfit, and it's kind of adorable. Well, um, somebody a, took a the gender ending, assigning crown, a gender assigning crown. You have to remember that one. Um, but uh, you're not going to forget it after this. In Dark Souls Two, there's a coffin where if you fall into if you go into that coffin, it swaps oh, your character's yeah, that's, gender. Yeah, so that horrible thing. Yep. But anyway. Um, so, so someone took the ending of Super Mario uh, Odyssey, where uh, Peach is in the wedding dress, and um, Mario, both Mario and Bowser have flowers, and they try to, you know, get down on one knee and kind of propose to her at the same time, and Peach rejects both of them and goes off. Um, well, um, <laughs> well, um, Mario 
uh, gets is upset and Bowser's upset. And well, Bowser turns to Mario and shows Mario, and Matt's now seen the picture, shows Mario the super crown. And then so Bowser puts the crown on and turns oh. into a goth looking peach with red hair, horns, black outfits, spiked bracelets, and stuff like that. Something right out of um, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes! The day that this comic was released, Koopa Hime, which translates into Princess Koopa, uh -huh. became the number one topic on Japan Twitter. And after about half a day, fans settled on the name Bowsette. And it Bowsette. has taken the... Bowsette. And it has taken the internet by storm. To the point where even famous manga artists are drawing pictures of Bowsette. The creator of Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid has drawn some Bowsette um, pictures. The artist um, Murata, uh, who does the manga version, not the webcomic, but the manga version of One Punch Man, he has drawn a picture of Bowsette. The creator of uh, Pop Team Epic. The creator of Pop Team Epic. Um, did a Bowsette and uh, Mario homage. With his character design mm -hmm. style. So, uh, yeah. Bowsette has... Uh, originally, Bowsette was, you know, was blonde because Peach is blonde. But, I mean, people draw her with uh, red hair, um, tan skin, just a bunch of different things. Like, you can see here a lot of different designs for, for Bowsette. <laughs> but the, the, the crazy thing is, somehow, this, this fan-made character has actually boosted Nintendo's stock price. Yeah, their stock price went up, what, 40 cents or something like that? A pretty significant percentage, actually. Yeah, it went it went up like crazy. More so than any game release in the last little while has made it go. Mm -hmm. No but, game in the last little while has dared add a hot redhead to anything they've made. <laughs> um, Nintendo deserves the win! <laughs> it's not Nintendo that did it, it was a fan. Oh, it was a fan. Yeah, it was That's... a fan. Um, well, then Nintendo owes someone a royalty here's, check. Here's an amazing picture of Bowsette in place of Bowser <laughs> in a bunch of games. In, like, in the game situations. In the game situations. Uh, like, she's falling into lava in Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> she's being thrown around by her tail in Mario 64. And then she's knocking over Toad in, in Mario, Mario Kart. There's, so. there's another great picture where um, they've, give, they've given up. They, they're so sick of the meme that's just going around <coughs> that they throw the crown into lava. Mm -hmm. And then the lava monster becomes a lava monster at Mario. Mario's like, I'm so sick of the art. And Peach's like, I'm so sick of all the porn. And Bowser's like, but I liked being sexy. And they, yeah, they I throw the attention. I like, <laughs> I like it. And then he, she throws the, Peach throws the crown into the lava. And then a lava Peach comes out of the lava and starts attacking them. It's kind of amazing. So that would be one of the creatures from uh, Super Mario World that would just jump out of the lava. Mm -hmm. And that got the crown. Well, when you've got the Invincibility Star, you can, you can kill mm -hmm. the fireballs that come out of the lava at you. So, um, in less than six hours on September 6th, Bowsette tweets went from over 400,000 to over 1 million tweets. So, yeah, it was huge. Huge, and it's still going. Um, I don't know if it's going as strong, but it has its own Know Your Meme page, and uh, there's a ton of, of artwork on it. There's already 475 images on it. Holy cow! So yeah, no, that's Bowsette for you. But anyways, that's it for the Bowsette news. I just knew it was something that we'd have to talk about today, mostly because one, I think it's hysterical. 
Um, two, I mean, we've got famous manga artists doing some pretty cool renditions of the character as well. So we're probably not going to see her in official Nintendo games in the future, but it's a fun idea. It is. All right. Um, and the next bit of news, this is actually something that I just learned about today. I'm very, very excited about it. I think the news just came out today. But Square Enix is teaming up with the creators of a certain magical index, which we've covered in this show. We have. Um, and they're making a mobile eh, JRPG. Now, I do wish it was a console game instead of a mobile one, but with how many, you know, I mean, I just picked up a tablet today, and, you know, how many how many smart devices are sold every year, you know? Yeah, it's market saturation. You've got uh, a lot more, so. you got a lot more people with mm -hmm. tablet. On second screen than on console. And Square's yeah. games for the for the the phones, for smartphones and stuff, they've been pretty good. They've been pretty solid. They are, they're, they're Except, fun. Except, well, the, I mean to say the original content ones, the ones that are ports of their old games leave something to be desired just yeah. because the yeah. control schemes are weird. But yeah, mm -hmm. I'm excited for it. Okay. Any other news? Anything else you guys wanted to cover before we jump into what we're covering today? I've got nothing. Okay. Well, let's get into it. Uh, first, uh, Our first episode was Gintama. Uh, has anybody here watched any more other than the first three episodes of Gintama? Excluding me, because I'm like on one episode 180-something. Yeah, when we started, you had watched Gintama for a while, and you were, yeah. and this was one of the anime <laughs> that you inflicted on me for... Because uh, you haven't watched it. Because I hadn't watched it. And let me guess, you haven't watched it anymore. I haven't watched it anymore. It's just, there's just too much to to watch. And it's one so of those much... shows that, it's one of those shows that I have on the, in the background a mm -hmm. lot, just because it is a comedy and it's silly. Well, I, I'm a bit of a purist. I prefer, uh... Subs over dubs, and I can't, but I don't understand enough Japanese to just have mm. a, have background noise from subs. My Japanese isn't that good to understand a lot of what happens in Gintama. You have to have a real big knowledge of not only manga, but Japanese history as well to really mm. get the humor. And not just history, but just Japanese pop culture through the ages is stuff that Gintama makes fun of. I see. So, it doesn't translate very well into English. Right. So, I haven't really delved much mm -hmm. more into it. I know you want me to. Uh, I want everyone to watch more Gintama because it's fantastic. <laughs> it is. It's the manga is wrapping up this year, I believe, and the show's going to be wrapping up with it. Not at the same time, but yeah. Mm. So. Okay. All right. Um, I guess that's it for Gintama episode two. How about how about we just do this even odds? I'll do the I'll do the odd titles, and you do the even titles. Ah, sounds like a plan. All right. So but the really, next episode really that we quick, watched, I watched more Gintama. What did you watch? Oh, what did you watch? How much did you watch? I'm on episode 98. The gangsters are still my favorite. <laughs> well, tell us your th your thoughts on Gintama. Whew. It's a, it's funny. It's for me. It it actually gets me out of a gets me out of a rut. There hmm. are I do a lot of gaming, and when I do my role playing games, and when I also do my writing. Sometimes I'll find myself stuck in a place and I'll just be like, huh, mm -hmm. I need something. Because I don't want to keep using like all of my same ideas. Right. And if I need something new and fresh, and to put a horrible or serious spin on something. Uh, that Gintama is so silly. good at doing. Yes, yes. Gintama is a great source of ideas that you'll hear mm -hmm. immediately and be like, oh, well, that's ridiculous. But if you did it this way. <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah, I I love Gintama. I think it's a fantastic show. But okay. like I said, it's, it's something that it's something that you just have to watch a watch a couple episodes 
uh, every now and then um, is something. Uh, but with how busy we've been, with that I've been, um, uh, you know, especially over the last couple of weeks, I haven't really had time to just watch Gintama. Right. So. Uh, and Gintama, because it's not exactly linear, it is one that if you just want to Google what the best episodes are to watch, the ones yeah. that everyone loves the most. Okay. Again, for those people that don't have a lot of time, mm -hmm. but if sure. they want to watch something. I'm at the, one of the reasons I haven't gotten back into it is because the episode that I'm on is apparently the beginning of a new arc. And oh. it's going to be multiple episodes long, like I think a dozen episodes or so. And you're waiting for it to be binge available? I'm waiting. Well, it's already available. It's just I'm waiting for me to have the time to be able to watch okay. the episodes. Okay. Especially since, you know, I watched a lot of the <coughs> other stuff that we, we've covered. Right. Mm -hmm. um, all right, next up. Episode Next two. Uh, episode two, we watched A Certain Magical Index. Now, I finished season one of A Certain Magical Index. In order to get ready for episode 23. Yes, because episode 23, we watched A Certain Scientific Railgun, mm -hmm. which is a parallel series. Mm -hmm. um, it was kind of interesting <clears throat> watching Certain Magical Index, because Index isn't in as much of it as you'd think it was, given that she's the title character. It's more about Toma. It is more. Mm -hmm. It is a much more about Toma and events that go on around mm -hmm. with him. But and they introduce major. Mm -hmm. They every they they seem to have like two or three, three or four episode arcs that introduce new characters. Yeah, mm -hmm. and they're just slowly building up the cast over time. Like mm -hmm. there was a three or four episode arc that introduced Accelerator, and another one that introduced the Convergence or whatever mm -hmm. she's called. Uh, well, that was the last little bit. Is that is that the um, the Shrine Maiden? No, not the Shrine Maiden. She's the girl who doesn't really exist, but she's a manifestation of everybody's powers all at once. Oh, yeah. Her. Okay. Yeah, she's okay. in the last few episodes of the first season. Okay. Okay. Um, Have you watched any of... Uh, no, but it sounds like fun. Certain Magical Index? Certain Magical Index is actually... like if you we, we chatted on the way over here. You said you started watching a certain scientific railgun. Yes. I would recommend stopping that and then watching Certain Magical Index. Certain Magical Index. Because a Certain Magical Index came first, and then a Certain Scientific Railgun was made as a parallel oh. series. That said, if you get to a certain episode in a Certain Magical... It's, in a Certain Scientific Railgun... And then stop, and then watch Index, and then go back to Railgun. Mm -hmm. Chronologically, it'll make sense. Yeah. Because there's... Because Railgun Rail starts before... Railgun starts before, gets to a point, and then they become parallel. Mm -hmm. But it also ends before um, before Index ends. Okay. Um, and one of the reasons I'm glad... like I, I'll just go ahead and spoil alert. I've watched all of Index and all of Railgun. Mostly because on October 5th... Now, both seasons are just the first season of both? All, all, all four seasons? All 48 episodes of both shows I've okay. seen. <laughs> um, I'm very excited because uh, in October, I believe, I believe October 5th, a certain scientific rail, a certain magical index 3 starts. And from uh, is, what isn't a certain scientific accelerator coming out? I thought that's what it was <coughs> called. That's what Doug said it was called at yeah. one point. But everything I see online says that it's called a certain scientific, a certain magical index 3. Is what it's being called. Okay. Um, and this one is everyone, people who've read the manga and know the story say that this next season is going to be just amazing when it comes to the story. Okay. So I'm really looking forward to it. Thanks. But anyway, um, yeah, I I've watched all of a certain magical index. Mm -hmm. Index is absolutely adorable throughout the entire thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what else there is to say about the show. I think it's just incredible. It didn't let me... It, it, it grabbed a hold of me and didn't let me go the entire time. 
It, it's now, is, delightful. Is, it's it's comedic, it, uh, but it also gets very serious and dark at times. Mm -hmm. And it has it has a good balance mm -hmm. of uh, between humor and uh, mm -hmm. drama. Yeah. Magical Index is it sci-fi superheroes as well, or is it something else? It's, it's it's the same city. You haven't met him yet, but there's a guy who, when um, Misaka she gets she gets surrounded by some thugs and they start flirting with her, uh -huh. and she wants nothing to do with them. And then this guy comes up and says, "Oh, I'm so sorry. Thank you so much for waiting. Let's go ahead and go." Did you see that episode? Yes. Oh, I okay, have. that's Toma. He's the main character of a certain scientist oh. of a certain magical index. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he his power, the ability to <laughs> negate all magic or all uh, science, yeah. uh, <laughs> either espers or sorcerers. With his right yeah. hand. Oh, right, they're espers. That's what it yeah. is. Yes. They, they, they call anybody with esper powers, they say they're scientific. Anybody with sorcerer powers, they say they're magical. magical. Yeah. So, uh, scientific index, right. magical. Uh, magical index, scientific railgun. And index is this 14 year old girl who dresses up like a nun, and she has over 100,000 magical books memorized. Um. And there are times she, where she. She doesn't have any, she doesn't have any magical powers. That's just her, her ability is that they've. That they call her index because they've put all of these books in her brain and she can get to any book, mm -hmm. any page, any time. Completely, mm -hmm. complete photographic memory of all yeah. these books. Index yeah. isn't a lot in the show. She, but it's still named after her because while she's a lot not of things the happen around her. She, I'd say that she's the character who brings the inciting incident to the story. But yeah. yeah, I've watched the entire thing. I highly recommend it. Okay. okay. Um. All right. Anything else before we go on to episode three? Uh, no, let's uh, let's talk about it. Then episode, episode three. Episode three was Excel Saga, which I don't know if you've watched anymore. I watched one more episode of it. I've already seen the entire show, right? So I I know what's coming. <coughs> but I, I wanted to just laugh one day, so I just watched another episode after that. Okay. Um, and it made me laugh the entire time. Um, the anime that makes fun of anime. Mm-hmm. It's so I had, Tama on crap. So <laughs> this is another anime that uh, Andrew inflicted on me because I hadn't seen any of it before we had started this uh, podcast. Mm -hmm. And I watched the first three episodes for the show. And then I watched one more episode and I haven't watched any more because the episode I watched had content that as my children were walking into the room, I couldn't have continuing play. Mm, yeah, no, it's definitely not for children. No. Not for small children. So, I haven't had the chance to watch more of it. Okay. But you do know what your cats are for now. I mean, she's a dog. But oh. his cats. So. Yes, my cats are, uh, are, are planned food storage. Your cats are an emergency food supply. Okay. okay. Um, next is Psychopass. Psychopass. I really wanted to watch really more of show. this. Uh -huh. It's a really good show. My problem, the only, okay, so I watched the first three episodes of Psychopaths for the show, and then I got halfway through episode four when I realized so much was going on that I had to devote all of my attention to the show as it's playing. It's not just something that I could, you know, have going on while I'm playing something on my phone or something like that. It's got, it yeah, requires, it requires able, complete focus. focus. Pay attention. Mm -hmm. You're going to miss And so because it required on. complete focus and because the content is not, you know, family friendly... I just didn't find the time or the hours to watch can, more of it. We can go ahead and add it to our anime night, especially I'd since we've to. got we've the shows we're watching currently. I think are coming to a close here pretty soon. That sounds about right. So actually, no, I think Attack on Titan is going to still keep going. I could be wrong, 
But I'll have to look into it. I do know we're watching Overlord 3 together, and I yeah. don't think there's much more Overlord 3. Yeah, episode 11 Wait, came out Overlord last... 3 out? Yes, episode yeah. 11 of Overlord <gasps> 3 came out last week. 12 was delayed. <coughs> it should come out next week. The question is whether it's going to be a 13 or 26 or 24 episode mm -hmm. run. Because season 1 was, I think, 12 or 13 episodes. Season 2 was 24. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if season 3 is a it short or be. long. It might be. I mean, I just barely ordered, like... I started getting into the light novels for Overlord uh, yeah. just because I've really enjoyed writing them. You should, you might enjoy them as well. Um, the creator for Overlord was a Dungeons and Dragons DM oh, okay. in Japan, and he played for years. Um, he actually wanted to be a writer, but he gave up on that and decided to just go ahead and be a, a businessman, mm -hmm. a salary man, as they say in Japan. So mm -hmm. he was working in an office, but he had D and D, and so he played D and D with his friends every week. Oh, yeah. But they all stopped coming, and so he couldn't scratch that itch any longer, so he decided to go ahead and screw it, and he just decided to write books. And, and it, how, how did that joke online go? It goes, I've decided I'm going to have my own D&D &D campaign, but I'm going to play all the characters and DM it all, and I'm not going to have any other players. So you want to write a book? I'm told this, I'm told this is called writing a book. book. <laughs> I'm told this is called writing a book. <laughs> no, uh, no, I love Overlord. Yes. And yeah. Overlord's somewhere on the list. I don't think Overlord is on the list. You guys didn't do Overlord? It's because we've already been watching all of it. Oh, okay. yeah, we, we talk about Overlord a lot. Oh, it's from Anime Night. It was from the podcast. That's yeah, right. yeah. We, 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 we I went out and I binge-watched that because it came up in Anime Yeah. yeah. Season right. 3, though, there's some just amazing things with um, with Ainz showing how evil he actually is. I get the impression... We are rooting for the bad guys. I, I, I get the impression that, well, he, he played a video game as a bad guy and has all these evil NPCs around him and he can't change alignment anyway, but he's treating it as if he were playing as a bad guy. Mm -hmm. as, if the, as if, you know, when you're playing a video game, there's no consequences for killing the characters in the game. Mm -hmm. And so I, th I get the feeling that he thinks he's still in a game. I don't know. I... I don't think so. Mostly because I've been reading the light novels. Okay. And there's a lot of more inner dialogue in the light novels that they don't have in, in the books. So and, at the, and at the end of each book, they have pages that show character stats and what classes they made to make their characters and whatnot. He has negative 500 karma, which is the absolute most evil you can be in the game, in from his game. So far, the only person whose karma matches his is Albedo. Mm-hmm. What's uh, Demiurge's karma? I think it's negative 300. Really? He's not as evil? No. That's, could... The devil is not as evil as the Overlord. That's amazing. <laughs> Considering what that guy does well, in his spare and, time. Um, and um, <laughs> the I... butler, what's his name? Um, uh, Sebastian. Sebastian. <coughs> Um, he, I don't think it's Sebastian, but... Well, it's Sebastian. Yeah, Sebas. So, so, let's just say Sebastian. Sebastian. Uh, Sebas, he, he actually has good karma. I believe this. Well, and I, I totally believe that as well, considering he cared for the human girl and saved her. So... And what he did to that criminal organization in a heartbeat. It's like, I don't like you. We don't care if these guys are slaughtering or butchering these because they're... Because we want to see these guys get slaughtered. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're 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 losing track. I haven't watched more Psycho Pass just because, again, it's a very in-depth, deep show, and I just haven't had time to really dive into something. Yeah, maybe like we that. should pick that up on anime. Uh, yeah, I think I think we're gonna have. Uh, I'm, have to I'm add only on ep I'm only on episode five, I think. Okay, we're, well, we're I'm in the middle of four, so if we well, we'd watch... have to we'd have to start from three from four. Okay. So, okay. Uh, next, fine. next up, episode five. 
Fist of the Blue Sky Regenesis. I have not watched any more of this. No, we uh, we decided when when we watched the first three episodes, we decided that this was not for us. Yeah, well, I kind I still want to see it just because the show, the world is interesting. But this is a sequel series, which we didn't know when we first picked it. Mm -hmm. I want to see the original. That way, we'd have more of the story as well. So I think that's one of the reasons I really haven't gotten back into it because I want to see the original. Do you know what it's a uh, sequel to? What's the original? I it's I think it's just called Fist of the Blue Sky. Fist of the Blue Sky is the is Fist the original. Fist of the Blue Sky is yeah. the original one. Yeah. Okay. Because Fist of the Blue Sky shows the main character joining the organization and ends with him marrying the woman. Who's the leader of the organization? Yeah, we see them together as an mm -hmm. item in the show that we were mm -hmm. watching. But I just wasn't keen on the way that they're doing the three D animation. It yeah, was just it's it's not great. as bad as Berserk, but it's not great. Right. It's not. Yeah, and that's actually there's the the new show from the Avatar creators, uh, like the the Dragon Prince on Netflix. Yes. Yes. I want to watch that, but at the same time, just watching like they decided to go ahead and have an animation where it skips a uh, CG animation where it skips frames, so it looks more hand drawn. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look more hand drawn. It looks poorly animated. It does. It's my only problem with that show. It's beautiful. So, right? It's really awesome. I mm, like the. I like the story. Oh, maybe hopefully they'll learn their lessons from the complaints from season one and you know, actually do some decent animation for season two. But anyway, I do yes. want to give that show a try. But anyway, um, yeah, there's not really much more for us to cover about Fist of the Blue Sky, so let's move on to episode six. Didn't, didn't see it, didn't have time. Yeah. Episode six, I'm happy to report, is something we did finish. We watched it for anime night. Magical Girl Ore. Oh, what a show that was. Did you? Is this the mummy one? No, 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 that's how to keep a mummy. Magical oh, Girl Ore is about a girl who gets the powers of a magical girl, but to become a magical girl, <coughs> she turns into a beefcake boy in a magical girl costume. And why? Why is this a thing? It's a oh hysterical comedy. It's so good. Her, 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 oh, it was episode six. I think I, oh, I missed this episode. Her adorable... I'm, I'm ashamed. Chibi, I missed her, this episode. Her adorable chibi sidekick has the face of a Yakuza. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it up. You keep oh, just straining it. I'm going to go ahead and pull it up. Why? Yeah. He actually, he he actually, actually is, is a Yakuza. Who turns into a chibi version who's who's convinced that he's cute. Despite being horrifying. And if you don't agree oh, that he's cute, he will so, beat you up. His name is Kokoro. Oh, this is so funny. Which is, who made this thing? I'm not sure who made it. It's, a, it's a manga series. It was a manga series first, then it got turned into the anime. So, oh, but anyway... But it's absolutely beautiful. Um, the best character is her mom. Because her mom used to be a uh, magical girl as well. All the violence. So there's just like... Oh, the, the violence is like, so, uh, it's so horrifying they well, blur that's it out. So just, like in my, <laughs> just like in My Bride the Mermaid, they, they blur all the... Really and there is... Stuff. Yeah. That's him in his Yakuza full form. <laughs> oh, this is him in his adorable chibi form following her. No, why? <laughs> oh, that's... It's just his Yakuza face on a chibi body. <sighs> but yeah, her mom was a, was so a magical here, girl. I have some magical items for you. Here, have this staff. What does it do? You beat things with it. <laughs> she starts clubbing people to death. That's why the staff, staff is covered in blood in that picture. Oh my. And here, have this magical gun that never runs out of bullets. I'd be like, here, like, what? I'm a magical girl. Aren't I supposed to have any kind of magical weapons? Here, throw these... Pull out your hairpins and throw them. Oh, what's it going to do? Is it going to cause some kind of a magical... Kaboom! Hairpin grenades. Hairpin grenades. Don't you have anything else? I've got this magical gun that never runs out of ammunition. <laughs> as he pulls out like a Glock. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing special looking. It's just a Glock. Oh my 
gosh. But it'll never run out of bullets, apparently. The, okay, this this one... This Magical one, girl this on one, This one just jumped the line. Oh, this, right. Holy cow. It's 12 episodes. Um, it's just... And we're kind of, and we're kind of back to what I was going to say about Bowsette. I've got this image in my head of the voice not changing. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> so even though Bowsette is this gorgeous redhead, I've still got this image in my head of... Yes, <laughs> so, one of the great running gags... In um, Magical Girl Ore, is that she's run when she's running to school late, rather than having the piece of toast, <coughs> yeah. her mother actually gives her a portable meal to eat. Here she is eating <laughs> oh, no. hot pot on the way to school, oh, which is a meal you should not eat while no, running. No, it isn't. And these pictures are of her. Oh, that's funny. This is her mom when she was in middle school when she first started being a, a magical girl. Wow. But here she is eating a cake for breakfast. <laughs> so. Oh, my gosh. Oh my goodness. Yep. Magical Girl Ore was fantastic. Yeah, I think it was just kind of perfect at 12 episodes. I don't know if I could have handled any more than that. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend Magical Girl Ore. Two thumbs up from me. <laughs> Same here. Now, the contender of one of the best shows we watched this entire season is next. Yeah. Episode 7, Megalobox. Such a good show. Have you seen this one, Matt? Um, I think I saw, I think I watched one episode. So this, this show is 110% a love letter to classic anime. To 90s anime. To 90s anime. Yeah, I saw the yeah. first episode. I, rem I remember I liked it, but, uh... I mean, it, it, it was just <coughs> so fantastic. It was so amazing, because you have this main character who's driven to be the best boxer there is, but he also has a, uh, the, a villainous... Um, counterpoint, who's also just as driven, but he's not a bad guy. And they're both... You're watching a clash between these two titans trying to fight against each other, mm -hmm. and you're not... You, you sympathize with the main character because you spend so much time with him, but the bad... But you his rival you, isn't a bad person. You yeah, you don't really know who you want to win. Well, and like the... And you don't, you're, or you're not sure who's going to win. Well, well the... the Every episode ends with a title card that reads, Not Dead Yet. You're expecting. I don't, let's not spoil any so for anybody, but you're, you're like, it's, uh, the show's just incredible. The artwork, <laughs> the music, the characters, the yes. story. I don't uh, know the music. The music was really good. Yeah. That's one of the reasons it's a throwback, because the music is very, very much like Samurai Champloo. Mm -hmm. But one of the things they did was they actually, they drew it with modern techniques, but they then compressed it and decompressed it to give it more of an older yeah. show feel. And it worked beautifully. It's oh, yeah. so good. Not a, There's not a single character in the show that I think, well, there are bad people. I don't want to say there's no bad people. I mean, there's the gangsters there's, they run into. The, yeah, the, there's the mafia. The people that, uh, that the, the old man owe the, owes the money to. Yeah. Um, it's just the, the arch rival isn't a villain. Yeah, no, the arch rival isn't a villain. And there's this amazing scene where the arch rival... Uh, Yuri, he yes. is boxing with his amazing, like, he's got this amazing machine that, like, it kind of puts... It it, it's, a, it's like a 360, uh, it's, it's a, it it's a robot arms. with all these punching arms that come at you that you're defending against and punching the circles on it. But it can, but it also has um, like octopus reach around. Yeah, so it can, can reach around and stuff like that. So it's behind you. So you, so he, Yuri's just punching this thing, and he meet, he like pretty much matches his best score, and he gets his towel and puts it on his head, and he's about to walk off when he just gets a flashback of Joe challenging him uh, 
when they met in the rain. Mm -hmm. And he just goes, <sighs> takes off the towel, gets back into the machine, and yeah, tries yeah. to beat his tries to beat his best. <laughs> it's just such a good show. Mm -hmm. It's real good. I, 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 that one's still I, on the queue. I, I, need, I, I know I need to watch more. Still, it's, yep. it's on my... It was absolutely fantastic. I episode. loved every episode. From a silly, silly comedy to a show where I just... Like, <clears throat> where once it was done, I felt like I had my fill of it. Megaloblox, I never felt like I was done with it. I'm glad that it ended. I'm glad that it ended well with a real strong ending. Yes, because it had a complete arc. It had a complete arc, as opposed to a lot of other shows where they So again, it goes back to the... Um, Cowboy Bebop, Works Shamway Champloo. Mm -hmm. yes. It's those games where they, they follow through with their complete arc and they mm -hmm. give it a good ending. Yes. They give it the right ending. Yeah, yes. they actually end it. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. As opposed, to, as opposed to trying to, you know, uh, sell Magical Girl figurines. Right. So, which anime is a business. You know, that's just how they yeah. do it. And you got you got to finance the studio somehow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I guess that's it for episode, uh, for episode 7, Megalobox, unless we right. wanted to say anything else. Of, of, like, I guess we've gushed enough about the show. It's, <laughs> so, I think next so. up, uh, episode 8, which is you. All right. For episode 8, I chose Erased, mm -hmm. with a Japanese title, Bokudake ga inaimachi. Bokudake ga inaimachi, which translates into The Town Where Only I Don't Exist. So this show was an interesting uh, piece of work because it featured a main character who time-traveled, um, co his consciousness time-traveled to his 11-year-old uh, self back and forth as he's investigating um, these uh, child abductions and murders of mm. apparently like three of his classmates, so three, three children from his school in the same grade as him went missing that year. I think... Or one of them was from a neighboring school, but two of them were from his school. Two least. of them were from his school. They all went missing that year. Yeah. And so he's... Uh, and so the story is about him <clears throat> going back and forth, and it's it's just, it's a very gripping... I watched the whole mm -hmm. thing. And it's a very... I ended up watching it as well. I got to, like... It, it's it's hard. It's a, it's a difficult show to watch just because you see these kids going through hell. It's you true. know, and you see this. So not a lot of laughs. No, no, this is not a there's, comedy. There's some, there's some fun parts to it to kind of alleviate the tension, mm. and there's some happy parts as well. But the the girl he's trying to save, like his primary target that he's trying to save, she's abused by her mother and her mother's boyfriend, mm. and it's just really, really rough to see. Yeah. And she's the first victim. She's the first one that gets killed by this serial killer. Oh, so he's he thinks that if he can save her, he can go ahead and. <laughs> you know, save everybody else. Right. But it takes him a long time to figure out how to save just her. And it's because really rough seeing him go through it. Because it, through. Was an, it was an unsolved case in his modern time, and he's 11 years old. He has no resources to try to save her beyond trying to become friends with her and, mm -hmm. keeping, and keeping her away from wherever she was when she was abducted. Mm -hmm. That's the best... And so that was the best options he had. But it's... It's a short series. It's only 12, 13 episodes. That's intense. But it is, it's, it had this, it was, it had the same feel, in my mind, as Broadchurch, if you've ever seen that. Oh. It was a David Tennant, uh, British. Uh, <coughs> I've never seen Broadchurch. It, it was a, it, Broadchurch was interesting because it was a cop procedural drama, but the entire season, the entire season was one investigation. Mm -hmm. Oh, Okay. 
And so it was all, it was investigating the murder of a young boy whose body was left on a beach mm-hmm. near this small town. And, you know, a lot of the actors who were in it also happened to do episodes of Doctor Who. But it was mm-hmm. very deep and oppressive. And if you're a fan of Doctor Who, this is a complete tonal shift from, mm-hmm. what, Doctor Who from what Doctor Who is. But, uh, yeah, Broadchurch was a pretty big David Tennant title. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently uh, one of the act and, and uh, Jodie Whittaker was in Broadchurch. Oh, and now she's yeah. the new Doctor. Hmm. So the two of them have worked together. Good deal. Good deal. Um, I will say that after I finished watching the show, I looked up some stuff to see how it differed from the manga. Uh-huh. And it follows the manga pretty well until the end. I won't say what happens, but um, um, we meet his, we meet the young girl who is his friend at the pizza place in the first three episodes. Yes. Um, in the manga near the Hooray. ending, she is more... She's there a lot more. Like, um, there's a scene in the hospital where somebody moves somebody away, a a patient away with a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. That's her volunteering at the hospital. Um, she is in it a lot more. And a lot of people complained about the ending, uh, thinking that, um, you know what, spoiler alert for the last episode of this show, um, he ends up, he ends up going to the, uh, to Under the Bridge. Right. And, uh, where he and the girl, Uh uh, this young girl, would spend um, time together. Would spend time together. Um, but it was the ending kind of, of the it was show kind of there away from everywhere else. Yes, but now the actual scene in the end of this show, he's not yet the age that he was when he first met her. No, he's older. No, 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 no. no, no I no, think he's. he's I th- no, it, it, he's older because she's in college at that point. I could have sworn the way that it ended was that he was not yet the age that he was when the series started. It takes place a few years... The ending takes place a few years after the ending. Uh, after the, the the time... Sorry. The ending takes place a few years afterwards. Okay. Um, because she's in college at that point. Is she? Mm-hmm. She, she said she's there for college. Okay. So, actually, I think she maybe She's been in college for a couple of years at that point. I could be wrong. But... So, okay. I, uh, I remember correctly, she's 21 at the ending, rather than 16. Okay. So, but a lot of people were very upset thinking, you know, oh, he's an old man with a young girl. Uh, if you read the manga, she's a lot more prevalent in it. The, it, yes. it, it. People say it felt like the show forced them together, whereas the manga, it's much more natural, is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Um, that's enough of that show. Seriously, yes. watch it, though. It's incredible. Yes, it um, is. And, uh... I guess it's it's now time for episode nine. Yeah. So what did we watch for episode nine? Legend of the Galactic Heroes: Die New Thesis, which Ooh, translates into yeah. the New Thesis. The New Thesis, which is a so recut, a remake nine. of the original Legend of the Galactic Heroes. Mm-hmm. I watched about three more episodes. I really loved what I saw. I thought it was incredible. Just the political play and it's the really power cool. struggles and stuff like that. It's it's really awesome. Really cool. Like I just don't have time for a political military. Th- thriller right Maybe so we'll, i haven't watched anymore i'm more than willing to put this i haven't watched more than the first three ep- i've watched half of episode mm-hmm. four but yeah a lot of it was i mean part of me is part of me is a little disinterested because i'm much more intrigued by our blonde protagonist than our brunette protagonist mm. like the, the guy trying to change the empire oh, from the inside well, the, to you, me is more interesting well, they, than they get back to it they do. i know but they go back to it every other episode True. but so. they also like, they, they actually really delve into the brunette protagonist's background quite a bit. They do. So he becomes a lot more fascinating uh, once we really get into his backstory. Okay. 
So I really, really liked it. I just haven't had the time for a political thriller. Yeah, maybe not, not even really a thriller. Just you well, know. maybe we should finish Psychopaths and then put that on our uh, okay, our, okay, on our list. All right, um, I'd watch that one again. <laughs> okay. Good deal. Um, all right. Next up is episode ten, Assassination Classroom. Did um, you watch any more? What? I didn't watch any more of Assassination Classroom. Have you not seen Assassination Classroom? No. Have you heard of it? Now. Okay. Okay. So Assassination Classroom, you've probably seen uh, pictures of him. Oh, the, it's, it's oh, the, dude, yeah. Octopus teacher. Dude, it's it's a guy who's a squid. Everybody at anything cosplays as this guy. He's a squid. He he he's a space alien with tentacles. He's a squid. The fact that you haven't seen this is a surprise to me. Um, okay. The aliens on Sesame Street also meet this description. Okay. Now go on. Uh, so he's a uh, he's a um, he's he can go Mach twenty at will. Um, he is basically bulletproof and immune to all kinds of poisons and different Except things. Except for a certain. But there's a one chemical material that he's actually. Um, extremely weak to. Extremely weak to. Um, which they've made knives and BB guns out of that material. Completely and... harmless to normal humans, but to him it's toxic and deadly. <laughs> and basically... Yeah, it's going to be like cardboard or something like that. <laughs> no, it's... it's some, some plastic. It's, some... It's, it's some special plastic. I mean, they make oh. they make rubber knives out of it and like little BBs and stuff. It's the spork gag. Okay, yeah, yeah. There's... Just, just a lot of things that I've seen at conventions making sense now. Mm-hmm. That's all. And, and well, he um, he decided he's hold he blew up the moon, and he's going when to. When I saw this guy at the fan X, yeah. a little girl was chasing him around with a spork. Okay, there's a lot that makes sense in my mind now. Okay? All right. So. Okay, so he's blown up the moon. He's going to destroy the Earth at the end of the school year. But before that, he also wants to teach a class, and he's teaching. Okay. And the class he wants to teach. Is like class five E. They're they they are class E. They are um. It's a it's a very it's an elite school. It's the school of the elite of the elite. Um. And okay. the way that they keep students motivated is by saying if you fail, you will go to class E, which is they call class end, which is in uh, its own campus on on a different part of like. Far away from the school, you have to climb up a mountain to get to it. These are where they put the losers and the rejects, okay. the people who couldn't keep up with their elite oh, status. Okay. Um, and he wants to teach this class. And, uh, and he's actually a pretty cool teacher, and he's really good at like what he in does. The, like to the Outer Darkness people, or like the actual 5E people? like The actual, the, the actual cla- the class E people that he's, okay. uh, the he's four, a good teacher. The people who could not keep up with everybody else. He's Either the teacher. from burnout so the or yes, okay. he's, he's the, the teacher, teacher of the outcast, outcast class, okay, gotcha. um, which is just on its own, just decrepit uh, high school grounds. Mm-hmm. And the class. Well, holy cow! The and, premise and, for this writes itself. And the class. Of course, I'm going to teach them assassination because that's what they're going to want to do. And the class is under assignment to try to kill the teacher before the year's end because he will destroy the world. And so the government can. has provided them with the weapons <laughs> oh, necessary okay. to kill the teacher. Mm-hmm. And so every morning starts with stand, bow. And when they say bow is when they unload the fully automatic weapons against the teacher. But the and, teacher dodges every single bullet because he can move Mach 20. Oh, mm-hmm. I see. And in order to, sh- like in episode one, in order to show that, yes, he is weak to these, he picks up a student's gun and says, oh, we probably hit him multiple times, but it's just he's immune to it. And he's like, no, actually I'm not. He picks up one of the guns and shoots off a tentacle with it. And it just <laughs> blows off and it's really nasty. It's, mm-hmm. But it's, uh... And then it grows back. 
Now, well, I believe Ronald Swanson observed that in order to maintain discipline in the ranks, you have to show your colleagues that you can withstand an extreme amount of pain. Yes, he said that right after he uh, pulled out he, his own tooth. He's like, I got a tooth that hurts. So let's give me a second. Pulls out a leather bin. Grabs a tooth and pulls it out in the middle a of a meeting. It's a false tooth. It's a false tooth yeah. that, the de- that the dentist pulled out earlier that day. <laughs> like, it never hurts to demonstrate to your colleague <coughs> that you can tolerate an extreme amount of pain. And he's totally fine. And we're just like, oh! Besides, watching Tommy faint is one of the highlights of this job. Um. Anyways, have you watched well, any more assassination? I have. I have not. Oh, okay. I have not picked it up. I removed it from my queue simply because I've read all the manga. Okay. I've read the entire thing, so I didn't really feel the need to spend time watching it, especially when I already have so many other shows and things yeah, we, I need to we, watch. Yeah, we've loaded up our uh, our schedule with And I keep discovering more and more manga to read, like Miss Komi is bad at communication, <laughs> and Don't Bully Me, Nagataro-san, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, just other delightful manga. Like, I just discovered another one, actually. Um, I forget what the title is, but it's a, the main character is a teenage ninja girl, mm-hmm. and she's fallen in love with a boy, but every time she tries to confess to him, her ninja survival instincts kick in, and she ends up hiding as soon as he turns around. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Oh. Yeah. And she, it's, it's really charming. Okay. Another really charming one is, um, Way of the House Husband, a former Yakuza hitman has fallen in love and married this woman, but he's kept his Yakuza styles about him. And uh, I'll show you guys some artwork of it later on when we're done recording, because I don't want to take up too much time talking about well, manga and stuff. Doing, but it's... Uh, it's He goes to... Um, it's like the spy he, next door, only actually funny. He goes to the, uh, the local health center with some local housewives, because the people in his area love him and know that he's a great guy. He just looks scary. But he does these exercises, and, like, his smiles, the way they draw him, he always has his yellow shades on, and, like, his face is always kind of tilted down, and it's in shadows and stuff. And as he's doing jazzercise, he's got these horrifying-looking Yakuza smiles. And everyone's just like, he's so terrifying, what is going on? But he's loving it. He's loving what's going on. Anyway, I can go ahead and show you guys some artwork later, because we haven't even covered half of our log yet. Next up... Let's have. We're at 11. No, 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 no. We have 24 episodes. Oh, okay. So, episode 11 is Hinamatsuri. Hinamatsuri. Which is hysterical. Did you? Did you ever watch Hinamatsuri? Did you listen to the episode? I listened to the episode. I haven't gotten around to it yet. Hinamatsuri is gold. And it just gets better. Which one's this one? Uh, it's the one with the little girl who who appears inside of the Yakuza's apartment, and she's a super powerful psychic. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, psychics seem to be a thing recently in anime. But anyway, um, they eventually evolve, and they become a really, really, like, real cute family. But, like, the girl, the blonde girl who also comes up to the past to, to, oh, yeah. to get Hina, um... She ends up in even worse a worse situation than Hina. She can't go back to the future um, because her device got wet, mm-hmm. um, and so she. Um, oh, excuse so me. she starts living on the streets with so bums. she starts living on the streets with bums, and then eventually the bums uh, find her a place to live, and she ends up being. She starts off as this horrible, horrible brat. Like, you can't stand her. But she ends up becoming this super sweet girl because she knows what. 
what a hard life is. Oh. Um, and so she ends up living with this couple that own a local restaurant, and she helps them out and stuff. Well, and I, she's well like, I know that that happened because of the opening credits. I never got that far in the gotcha. series. Gotcha. Um, but I anyway... Got, I got stuck on a part where I just... You know, that I can only handle so much awkward humor. Uh-huh. And I got stuck on a part, and this is what happens. Is, uh, spoiler alert, sometime episode, I think, six or seven. Uh-huh. Um... The blonde that we're talking about wants a video game. Oh, and to buy a video game, it costs about th- about $30 worth. <laughs> and in order to make enough money, she needs to sell a lot of things. So what's, the, sp- what's something that she can sell for a lot of money? A TV. So she needs to find a TV that she can sell on the black market mm-hmm. to make enough money to buy a video and game. And she gets super excited. And she so, finds this pile so she, of TVs. She finds a pile of these defunct um, tube, two, TVs. tube TVs that she won't get a dime for. They need Because the flat screen TVs are the big new thing. And, and but so, she doesn't know that. So she doesn't know that. But Well, <clears throat> she talks to her friend Hina and says that she needs a TV. She doesn't explain why she needs the TV. She just says that, that she needs the TV. And so Hina goes to the guy she's been living with, the the Yakuza boss, Enforcer. Uh, the Enforcer. The Yakuza mm-hmm. Enforcer, and asks him for money to buy a TV. Well, she says, so, I need, uh, we need a TV. He's like, oh, oh, okay, well, uh, is And he this pulls enough? out a wallet and starts just handing her <laughs> tens of thousands of yen. Pretty much a thousand dollars worth of yen to say, is this enough for, is this enough for you? Because she's going to buy, and I couldn't, I couldn't watch more after that because I know that they're going to buy a ten thousand, a thousand dollar TV to sell it on the black market so she can afford a thirty dollar video game. Yep. <laughs> and I could, I couldn't watch this happen. That's where I'm stuck. That's where I'm stuck. I could I, I I stopped and I couldn't watch more and I couldn't get it and I did, and didn't start it back up again. I just he pulled out I, he pulled out the wallet and I saw the rest of it coming and I'm like no, no, this is like those episodes of Mash I can't watch either, <laughs> where everybody's making deals with each other and then it all collapses at the end. Mm-hmm. No, but anyway, later on, um, the Yakuza enforcer comes across the blonde and she's just become this super sweet girl and like they ask her to take care of her for it like the, the couple are going on a vacation because they haven't gone in a while and uh-huh. so they ask him to take care of her for a little bit or they're going to visit family or something and so he says yeah sure i mean hina's gonna be away with uh on a trip with school so she can definitely come live here and he's so used to the slob horrible hina that just leaves stuff out and has him clean up everything and this girl just she cleans up after herself she does her own laundry she's super nice wants to make sure everything's good i think she even starts massaging his feet and then when she's about to leave because she's got because they're coming home he says can you please trade places with hina <laughs> You're, you're, you're worth... Yes. Yes. The original. Overboard. Yes. Overboard, yep. Not, not the remake. That's fine. Which yes, is the original. Distinction who, I need to make. Who was the remake? Doesn't matter. Some, it's, a, it's a really new remake. It came out oh. in the last year some or so. Dude, oh, some, that's some right. dude, some dude, some creature. It. Uh, Weird. Weird. Okay. Yeah, no, they didn't But come to. on. You didn't need to. You got Goldie Hawn and Doctor, you got... Uh, Doctor of my husband. The amazing... My husband, no, no, doctor, my husband's having a nervous breakdown again. He thinks he's God. (laughs) Oh, he's great. I am a God at sea. And when I'm at sea, I am God. (laughs) Doctor, my husband's having a nervous nervous breakdown again. He thinks he's God. (laughs) 
Mm. And, the, and the doctor just and believes it. And the doctor him. believes it and goes over. <laughs> it's just beautiful thing. That's episode 12. Okay. Yeah, Hinamatsuri. I loved it. Love. I will say this, though. The opening where you saw the redhead um, doing the amazing martial arts stuff. Yes. She is the girl that gets sent back in time um, to replace the the ball so the blonde can leave as well. Oh. Um, she ends up fall. They, yeah, I haven't her seen her again yet. You, you haven't, but she ends up... Her, her The calculations for her arrival are so bad, she ends up landing in the ocean. And when she comes out and landing on a beach, both balls go out into the ocean. And so she's <laughs> stuck on this deserted island by herself. She's stuck on a deserted island by herself in a can, and both of the balls she brought with her... No, 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 well, the can, like, the, a coconut falls down and hits the back of... Oh, the, the goodness. ...of the can that she's on. So she's, she's out, but... Her ball and the ball she brought as a replacement go both wash out to sea. So she's stuck on a deserted island by herself for quite some time going crazy because she's created a Hina and a blonde girl doll and is pretending that that is them. (laughs) There was an episode of... uh... Of uh, Voltron, where that happened. But she then... uh, Pidge. Eventually she leaves, and then the bit at the beginning where she's this amazing martial artist taking out guys, yeah, that's the last episode. Yeah. Okay. That's where it ends. It's, <laughs> it's. The, did you? Anyway, someone goes on a journey because of Hina. He meets this girl. Says you got powers like my friend Hina. She's like, what? And then so she tries to leave this martial arts cult that's been using her powers <clears throat> to like oh, make yeah. them s- get students. Okay. Wow, we're loud. No, we're fine. <laughs> we're fine. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, Hina Matsuri. Fantastic. Watch it. I love it. All right. Episode twelve. How to keep a mummy. Okay, so I adore this show. I adore it's a, it, too. It's adorable. Um, I watched a couple more episodes, but I ended up stopping before getting too much further into it because I wanted to watch it with my kids, and I just haven't had the chance. Okay, I finished it, just okay. because it's a simple, fun show. It is. And I had it on in the background while I was working on, other, working on other things. And they keep introducing more adorable little creatures and stuff. Yeah, and the, the, the opening credit seems to be loaded with those mm-hmm. creatures and stuff. And all the main kids uh, end up with one of those creatures. Yep. Um, As a yeah. monster lover, this was a personal favorite of mine. Yeah, it's, it's just, this was one of those the one I saw you guys do that uh-huh. you told me about it I kind yeah. of binge watched have it you like seen Actually day. I Am yes okay oh that's a great finish one finish that one too you gotta yep. show me actually, that one Actually I Am is phenomenal so, so I'm watching Actually I Am with my uh, with my son for a little bit and because it's it's actually age appropriate for children until you get to one episode the swimsuit episode oh the competition. I remember that. Okay, they, 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 te- they telegraph them though. The they they telegraph them. But the second you see hot spring or no, 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 anything like that, they, they decided that they're going to have a competition over who's the sexiest, and he gets to decide who it is, and they're determining based on blood loss who the uh, sexiest person is. And <laughs> our main right. and our main girl, for the swimsuit competition, wears a head to toe bodysuit that it with. Um, that that is not flattering at all. It's a 1920s uh, swimsuit. She's a vampire. A, she can't a, be out in the sun. With with, with, with flip flops, a rubber duck. Um, yes, I know. I remember this. It was great. And a snorkel. Yes. Like the swimsuit competition, and she is absolutely prepared to actually go swimming instead of what a swimsuit competition is supposed yeah, to be. She's supposed to be. She's wonderful. Yes, it was great. <laughs> and then my wife walked in. Wait a until... second later. Oh gosh! Wait. When uh, when the string bikini clad um, succubus oh, was geez. on screen, it's like, what are you showing my son? Wait, I had uh, a conversation with her about that. A you little mean? Bit. Oh, oh, like 
Wait, the succubus? You mean the, the, the judge? No, yeah. Um, no, the principal was the uh, or the werewolf. I think it was the werewolf. Yeah, yeah, it's the werewolf. Yeah, okay. So the werewolf. The succubus is the principal. She's the lowly. Yeah, the lowly. Who? Yeah, no. It's the werewolf who the the busty werewolf in the string. And the teacher teeny. who's the best teacher out of them all because she's strong enough to keep a succubus in control. Yeah, the granddaughter of the succubus. The granddaughter of the succubus. I love it. All right. Yeah. No. Uh. Yeah. Anyways, we were talking about how to keep a mummy, not actually I am. Anyway, <laughs> we, don't, we don't get distracted here. People tune in to us because they enjoy us staying on topic all Stay the time. Stay on target. Stay on target. We are not talking about Star Wars. All right. Um, okay. Anything else about how to keep a mummy? I mean, it's 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 an adorable, lighthearted, fun show. Um, just No more than what we've already said, so go back to episode 12 and take a listen to what we talked about before. And, uh, for the Pokemon lovers, because it's a cute... Monster shows. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and there's and there's no magical cockfights in it, so yeah, it's even better. It's actually just yes. <laughs> All right. Still, that 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 mummy that mummy acting as a uh, as a sweat oh, rag was mummy. the most adorable thing. It was really really cute. All right. Next up, Field. episode thirteen. No feels. Man. The daily lives of high school boys. Which, oh, this one was good. I thought it was great. Oh, it was hilarious. I watched the entire thing. Yes, we did. We, we made an anime night. That's right. It. We watched an anime night, didn't we? And I remember, again, this is another one where I looked up the differences after we watched it, looked up the differences between the manga and the anime. And the anime makes it seem like... It's kind of weird. Like, the anime, you start off with the main character... But he gets pushed aside and is almost never in it. Like after episode four, or so uh, after episode four, he starts reading his own. He starts reading manga on the floor of his bedroom, and then we cut to other people doing things. Leaves. And then every once in a while, we cut back to him, and he's still sitting there reading manga, yeah. wondering wondering why life is passing him by. Yeah, the, but the boy with glasses, you know, the manga makes it feel like he ends up with the creepy girl who was writing the book. The boy with glasses. Yeah, the boy with glasses. In, oh. in, or no, in the in the. No, no, no. Sorry, I'm trying to remember how it ended up in the manga. Or because it was the, the boy with the glasses that was on the hill with the creepy girl with the book. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to remember if it felt like they ended up together in the anime. I can see. I, 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 I think maybe that they I'm, started. They. I just one of the differences is that I can't. I, it's been forever since we wa- watched it, and forever since I read the article, okay. but. I felt, the, I felt that the ending did come a little quick. Okay, it, okay. The ending did feel a little forced. Everything, everything kind of fell uh-huh. into place a little bit too... It's uh, it's probably just because, you know, they just had to, to finish the show. But the manga makes it... is the exact opposite. I can't remember... The, that relationship is the exact opposite. Where apparently he goes to the hill and never sees her again. Type thing. Uh-huh. You know? So... They, they don't end up together in the manga. Or... I'm, but anyway... Anyway, it's a very silly show. Yeah. It's um, multiple <laughs> adventures within each episode. Um, it really just kind of ended up being exactly what we expected it to be. Yeah. Yep. So. All right. Uh, episode 14. Episode 14. Um, we, it's the first time we branched away from Crunchyroll and started going into uh, um, the uh, Amazon Prime's selection. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went to uh, Sword Oratoria. Is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon on the side? So it's a side story to uh, Danmachi. Is that to Danmachi. Danmachi. Is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? Yeah. Or dungeon town Danmachi. Danmachi. Mm-hmm. So it's a side story to Danmachi um, featuring 
uh, a lot of the same characters, but it's uh, mostly featuring the guild that he's aspiring to be like. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I never. Wa- I didn't actually watch any more after the first three episodes. I thought it was. Uh, was it an actual? Is it an actual series? That they it is a series. It, it's it, a twelve it, episode series. Okay. It's available on Amazon Prime. With the girl um, that he's completely in love with, the blonde. It's her guild oh, that yeah. he wants. The Loki's guild. That's right. Um, and it felt like there was some, could be some interesting political things going on in the background and stuff like that. But again, after we watched that, I was just like, I just want to watch more Don Machi, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't much care about these characters. No. Yeah. So, they, 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 the first three episodes did not do a great job mm-hmm. of selling the characters beyond them being fan service material. Uh, other, as opposed to um, Sword Art Online Gungrave Online. They did a fantastic did. job of doing of of making a sympathetic character, making, or making interesting characters that made sympathetic characters um, that already ex- that exist parallel to um, the already existing characters. Yes, yeah. and I've watched a few episodes of that, but that's one of the things I wanted to watch with my children, uh, oh. my, my oldest, because she's a big fan of uh, Sword Art Online, and it's a great little spin-off I series. Fi- I finished it, so I watched the entire thing. It's really okay. good. Really I'm a couple episodes in. Okay. Um, yeah. Didn't, no new thoughts on that because neither of us watched more than the first three episodes. Okay. All right. Episode 15. This is another remake. What, sorry, what did you want to say? Just that there's a marching order gag that's going to come up in uh, my podcast, too, thanks to uh, the Don Machi offshoot. Oh, jeez. <laughs> anyway. Now, is that um, one that you told me about, about how the last person in the marching order gets hit by the... Attack that nobody sees coming because of how the marching order is set up. Right. Oh yeah, everyone gets out of the way except for the last person. Yes, yeah, lo- yeah. lo- Loki seems to. Yeah, that's the joke. No, lo- yeah. yeah. Anyway, so episode fifteen, Star Blazers, Space Battleship Yamato, twenty one ninety nine. This is one I really want to watch, but just have not sat down to watch it. Right. This is not, <laughs> this is just another one of those shows we just can't have on the side. It's. it's... Mm-hmm. Saw the episodes that you guys talked about. I got into it a little bit, but I haven't seen more than the first two. Okay. Episodes, I think. Okay. No. Space. I like. I like it, but again, yeah, it's, it's a remake. Those... It's a remake of a classic. Of yes, it is. Yamato yes, Twenty One Ninety Nine is a hugely influential anime. Oh yes. Um. So I really want to watch more of it, but I just haven't had the chance. All right. Uh. And I think you're the same. You just haven't had a chance. Yeah, to watch more. I haven't watched much more than the first three. I okay. haven't watched any more than the first three episodes. So, so again, great show, Space Odyssey mm-hmm. type. Okay, so the next step, the next show, episode, is, 16. episode sixteen. I know you finished this show. I watched all of it. Darling in the Franks. Mm-hmm. Now I've only watched the first. I think I've watched a little bit past the first three episodes. Uh-huh. Maybe episode four. Maybe episode five. I can't remember exactly how far I've gotten into mm-hmm. it. But uh, it's just one of those shows that um, I haven't uh, been able to. Uh, I was I was interested in watching more of it. And then we started watching some of the episodes we're about to talk about, and those are the ones that I really delved into. The ones that I really... Uh, oh, the, the, so, so after there, episode 16, you got uh, into the ones after that. Uh, uh, after episode 16 is where I really started delving into other shows. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Darling in the Franks is on my queue, but I haven't seen it yet either. It looks yeah. really good, though. Darling in the like, Franks, like the... there is a huge push online where people say that it ended at a certain point and nothing else happened after that. I completely disagree with those people. I'm just going to go ahead and say here that I loved it. I loved the show. I thought it was fantastic. Even the crazy part at the end where it switched. Mostly because um, being an anime fan in like the 80s and 90s, 
name me a mecha that's not um that's say, not lot, Gundam lot, yeah, that lot, doesn't have a crazy twist that just throws they, things. Yeah, they all had they all, they have all had like that. that, and this is just a throwback to the classic mecha yeah. anime. Yeah, Evangelion. Um, well, that's because they ran out of a budget, but uh, yeah, that's crazy twist. Uh, no, but Big O. I, Big O had a huge crazy had twist. A, at the yeah, end. Big crazy. Mm -hmm. And Escaflone had a. Escaflone went yeah. off the rails. Um, yeah, no, it's with mecha anime in the '90s. That just is how it was. That was so when did, yeah. people were complaining about how it went off the rails in like the last four or five episodes, I'm just like, "What are you guys talking about? This is just classic mecha." It's a classic mecha anime. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I'm looking but, forward to seeing what that's like. Um, and I will just say, because I knew a twist was coming, I paid attention to the show. Uh -huh. Um, and I found hints and drops. Of things that were being like hinted throughout, um, things that just didn't add up, things that just felt off. Uh -huh. And so when the shift came, I was just like, okay, yeah, I wasn't expecting that shift, but at the same time, I wasn't not expecting it. Mm. So I think people are just blowing it out of proportion. They're very upset about it. Um, and they're upset, that's their right to be upset, but yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and say the show's fantastic. Um, and just like with the earlier show we talked about, Megalobox, um, this was a throwback to classic mecha anime, yeah. um, and they did a great job with it. Okay. So, I, I loved it. I'm, um, I don't think there needs to be more because it ended really, really well. So, it had a very much 90s, 80s, 90s anime ending as well, which, uh, I'm gonna say I honestly prefer because as much as I love, um how much anime we're getting so much of it is made where they don't end it you know right they leave it open-ended and that's incredibly frustrating to me because if i really like it i want more like mm -hmm. devil's a part-timer how many times have i times have i brought that up i mean yes i i would love a season two of that show for there to be more yes but and it ends and it ends like the ending's fine but there's just so much left undone right. in The Devil's a Part-Timer. Right. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, I'd rather have a show that ends than another one that just keeps, go that just leaves it open and doesn't go anywhere. Okay. So, and in the 90s, anime was planned to be 24, 26 episodes and then end. Right. So. Very, very few series um, went beyond that and you had a concise mm -hmm. story. Yeah, I'm pretty sure One Piece, well, Dragon Ball obviously was one of the ones that kind of had more, and there's a lot oh, yeah. of other shonen ones that keep going, uh, like De De Detective Conan. Right. Um, but but then, those were the exception to the rule, whereas these days it seems to be everyone's trying to do that. Well, and, well, well, and Dragon, every, every well, well Dragon Ball was a big, uh, the big thing there was they were watching it steadily in Japan before mm -hmm. it came over here. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just talking about how it ran for years in Japan as oh, yes. opposed to. Um, most shows that had 24, 26 episodes. Yeah, it was, it was a concise, complete story. You have mm -hmm. your, um, uh, you have your Cowboy Bebop and Trigun mm -hmm. and, um... Outlaw Star. Outlaw Star, all these concise... And Darling and the Franks was a throwback to those concise, full stories. People okay. didn't like how it ended, but it ended, you know? Yeah. And I, and I'm happy that it had an ending. Okay. Okay, next up, episode 17. Crow Marty Crow High School. Marty High School. <laughs> much we still haven't finished this, but we've been, we've been watching this for Anime Night, and oh my gosh, this show. I'm torn because the first because Matt here is who introduced me to the show. 
Oh god. And when we and, and we wa- when we watched it, we watched the uh the dubbed version. I'm usually against dub, but this show was the actually dub for really Bill Marty fun. High School isn't bad. It's actually really good. Okay. And, and, and yes, we actually Which is a very rare thing I, I didn't realize, up front. I but. didn't realize because so it had been so long since I'd seen it last that I had forgotten that we had watched it dubbed. And so sometimes I'll just remember a line from the tone of voice that they say and the subtitles. And then I'll just say, okay, and that's how they said it. And so I, 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 in my mind, my mind says, oh, I always read it dubbed. And I always re- read it subtitled. And so I, in my mind, I thought the subtitle read, I will cut you like a fish. But no, that's not what the subtitle read. And then I found out that Crunchyroll had both the sub and dub available. Yeah, and the so I has a verb or whatever. It has the English uh, dub. Yeah, and so we went over to that and um, watched that same clip in English. I will gut you like a fish. I will gut you like a fish. <laughs> oh man, I wanted to see a throwdown. <laughs> he, he wants they, they, they want to have a they're, they're in this guy's You are not fighting in my boat! You're not fighting in my houseboat. My house, my house. You're not fighting in my houseboat. Why well, are we at my place again? Why are we at my place again? I want to see a throwdown. I will cut you like a fish. I want to see a throwdown. I will cut you like a fish. Oh. That show, we haven't finished it yet, but... No, we, we need to put that back on the list. It's just a delight... It's just delightful chaos. It is complete and total chaos. My favorite on... Ru- my favorite running gag. I was going to say ongoing joke. I'm like, the running gag is nobody recognizes Mekazawa as a robot. Except for... <laughs> except for one person. Or I think two people recognize him. Am as a I robot. the only one seeing this? Well, if you're not, we need to get our asses to lens crackers now. <laughs> yeah. There's something about you. I just need, I need to get off my chest. You're missing. Oh, a button. really? You're missing a button. Oh, how embarrassing! <laughs> Dude, do you not see this? Let Let's not spike the mic. <laughs> oh, it's only so low we can turn it. Well, and then like I've I've seen uh. I've seen a whole lot of, like, I'm trying to remember what it was, but there was art that involved Mekazawa in it, and it had nothing to do with this show. But because it had Mekazawa in it, people were talking, like, people were doing that joke in the comments. Yes. <laughs> Nobody recognized him as a, as a robot at all. Everyone in the comments was just going with it. And I'm like, now that I know this show, I can play along. But I'm a lurker. I just look, I just read things. I never comment. So, Yeah. My favorite gag is Mekazawa, and nobody recognizes him as a robot. He's just Mekazawa. I've got something I need to ask. I need to tell you. Yes? Your button is undone. <laughs> oh, how embarrassing. Ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-bot! You're, you're Mekazawa. You're from my class from, the, from last year. We went to this high school together. Or oh, like, so! Or, oh, or is that true? Roly Poly. Roly Poly. We went to Roly Poly instead of Robot. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, Cromarty High School, awesome. Episode eighteen. What was it? Episode eighteen. We and watched Sound Euphonium. Now this is a show that I actually finished both seasons of. Oh, so did I. So, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of passion, a lot of uh, drama. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, the uh, the they. they this was a really good show. It was Kyoto anime uh, animation at I don't want to say their peak, but in their form, it yeah. was definitely in form for them. Um, they did a great job with it. Um, it's just a bunch of you know high school students um, trying to get to nationals uh, for for playing band, and you know people 
And then what? And the biggest trial is when you're in a an ensemble. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got to pull their weight, mm-hmm. and if there's anybody disinterested in pulling their weight, it's going to bring the whole down. Mm-hmm. And so it's it becomes more of a question on you know what the interpersonal relationships between everybody, mm-hmm. how things are playing out, mm-hmm. the way um, things are going. It's I I think it's based off of a light novel series rather than a manga, mm-hmm. and from what I've read about it, um, the main girl and the boy that she. I don't want to say hates because it's obviously she likes him, but she's still like... The childhood her, friend. The childhood friend. Apparently they end up together in the light novels, dating and stuff the next year of school. Okay. Um, and I th- I don't know if they're... I think they are doing a movie for San Euphonium. I don't know. I think it's continuing. I'll have to recheck it. Okay. But um, I so, do... San Euphonium was right. It's real good. It's real good. Um, but what's uh, the... Um, the, the, the trumpet girl, I think she goes to America in her senior year. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I could be wrong. But that's a common thing that happens in a lot of slice-of-life animes, mm-hmm. where one character, one of the main characters, it ends up off. going abroad for a year. Right. So, and that kind of throws off, that, that throws up the formula and stuff, and gives them different things that they can work also, with for a while. It's a popular thing also that happens in uh, romance movies. Yeah. Or, uh, mm-hmm. or uh, the chick flicks. And yeah, and yeah. That's true. All right. Um, anything else we want to say about Sound Euphonium? Um, Sounds great. It, it's, it's a great show. It's got a uh-huh. good arc, uh, solid ending. Um, slice of life, right? Slice yeah, of it's life. Slice of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's something I didn't I didn't notice when we were recording about it, but it turns out that uh, they had these character designs that I didn't notice until like the last episode. Is that uh, the first years wear one color of uh, oh, yeah, the second cool. years wear a different color and the third mm-hmm. years wear another mm-hmm. so it, and that's how they're telling them all apart so there's another mm-hmm. element to their character design. and I'm pretty sure what's going to happen or what happens is that in second year like they just keep their colors and then they just rotate the colors for each class rather than saying from first year to second year you change your color I think that's what they what they do <laughs> that's that's the color assigned to your class type thing okay um anyway that's it for episode 18. Now episode 19, Violet Evergarden. Now this is another one that I finished. I watched all of this. So did I. It's... Wow. Okay. So, 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 so the, the, the people, the people who I listened to that said that this show, that, that, that the, the, the artwork that they did on this show was a waste based on the content... They can go to hell. Because this was fantastic. They're saying that the artwork was wasted, that the artwork was incredible, but the story was crap. That's what they were saying. Those people are idiots. This story was magnificent. Mm -hmm. Well, those guys are dumb too. And one of our first YouTube commenters actually was uh, bringing this up, and we had a Mm -hmm. conversation with her about how how this was a, uh, a light novel that she absolutely adored and that the, that the anime did a wonderful job. I'm looking... I want it to be translated into English so I can buy it. Like, I know fans have translated it. Mm-hmm. I prefer just to own a copy of it. Uh-huh. So I'm waiting for it to be translated. But yeah, it's so good. It's heartbreaking. It's beautiful. There is an episode where... Uh, and this is spoiler for a later episode if you guys oh, just want to go ahead and if you guys don't want to listen to this part. But... Um, the episode where Violet goes to the house 
and she's working with the mother, and the little girl has no idea what the little oh, mother's yeah. doing. And she's like, "What? Your mother is sick. Shouldn't she spend time with me?" She's like, "This is very important. This is something your mother needs to do." And she's and the entire time you're just thinking it it's got to be something to do with business, you know, her will, something, you know. Yeah, it's and it's something to do with taking care of her daughter. When after, after the fact, she's and probably mm-hmm. and and you're thinking that it's uh-huh. uh, that she's reaching out to various people mm-hmm. on estates to make sure that she's financially cared for mm-hmm. that she'll be taken care of. Yep, and um, but then you find out, and then after the mom passes away, and it's the girl's first birthday without her mom, a letter arrives, and as soon she as she opened the letter, and I'm going to tear it again because yeah. it's so beautiful. Yeah, I. Um, I I bawled. Yeah. I bawled like a child watching uh-huh. this episode. And she read the letter from her mom. And then year after year after year on her birthday, she got letters from her mom. Yes. And apparently and there are 50 so years fifty crazy. years of letters on back order to be mailed on yep. her birthday. And it's, that was a scene. That was a oh, yeah. I'm wiping, I'm wiping the tears from my eyes with my shirt. It's just... It's, <laughs> oh, incredibly yeah, I just bawled. And then Violet... Like when she gets back to her to to her company, she just breaks down because she's like, I couldn't tell her. Like I had to keep it a secret the entire time, and it was killing me to keep it a secret from her. Yeah, the, the little girl. Yeah, Violet couldn't keep it in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but just seeing Violet grow as a person when she started off as this tool for of killing, and seeing her blossom and mature into this beautiful, wonderful young yeah. woman. The only, other place, um, the only other place we've seen that would be Assassin's Creed. I mean, it's, this, it's just amazing. This, this is how you tell us. In which Assassin's Creed? <clears throat> well, pick one. But, oh. but again, when you take a killer uh-huh. and you make them likable and you present this edge to them and you really dive into the character of who they are, they are not, they're, you know, suddenly they're no longer just this tool to be used by the society mm-hmm. that they're brought up in, mm-hmm. but you actually find yourself caring about this lethal... Mm-hmm. Weapon, but Assassin's Creed also did it the exact opposite. With oh um, yes, they did. With I don't know if you've played Assassin's Creed Origins. Not yet. Uh, you start off as um, a mad a magi who's it's your job to take care of people, and that's what they do with the that's how that's how they get it with the side quests in this one because you're a magi and it's your job to help people. But by the end of it, you are so blackened by everything that happens you right. throw away the magi title and become the first assassin yes and it's but anyway anyway yes. origin is that we're not talking about video games today we're yeah, talking sorry, about anime but, okay. uh, now violet evergarden is one of the best character arc stories written uh the for. light novel won awards for it i mean because I you, you, you have mm-hmm. a care you have a strong female protagonist with flaws and she goes through a character arc to overcome those flaws. Mm-hmm. And that is how you write a good... Non-gender specific. That's how you write a good character. Yeah. Is that you start off with a character with flaws, Period. and you fix them. And you put them on a story that does. There is a comic called Ant Comic. I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. But I learned about this because Brandon Sanderson tweeted it out. And it was... Oh, yeah. He was writing about... Uh, the comic was about making characters with depth. And it was like, you got to make sure your characters have flaws. Like this guy right here. He can't help... Every time he speaks, he can't help but vomit a little. And then goes on to like... And then <laughs> here's here's Detective... Um, um, Detective Mace Jones. Yes. Uh, his, his wife was murdered by the... By the mob. His flaw, he won't shut up about his dumb dead wife. <laughs> it's a joke, but yeah. Yeah, no, you... Interesting 
people have flaws. Interesting people have flaws. And, yes. and it, good characters and stories have flaws. And right. those stories are about overcoming or succumbing to those flaws. Yeah, so, and, and one of the things okay. I like to say uh, when people say, okay, who would win in a fight, Malcolm Reynolds or Han Solo? Well, Han Solo would probably win in the fight. But that might make Malcolm Reynolds the more interesting character. Yeah. Because they're... I don't care who would win in a fight. No, that's... Yeah. yeah. Anyway. That's not the point. Yeah, no. Alright, so... What else can we say about Violet Evergarden, though? It's... I mean, I don't think there's much more to be said. It's just, it's a masterpiece, in my opinion. It is. If Do what none of us did. Bring tissues when you watch it. I had <laughs> tissues. I had tissues, but that's also because I was, you know, going through a cold at the time. Um, anyway, yeah. So no, that'll clear out your sinuses. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's on Netflix. Um, I'm, it I hope it's going to, I hope it gets a digital release at some point. It might not because Netflix owns the rights to it, and usually they don't release things digitally. Or, uh, I mean, not digital release, a physical release, because I want to buy it. Um... Yeah, no. Watch this show if you have not watched it yet. Um, it's a ma it's a masterpiece. It's incredible. Um, it is. All right. Episode twenty. Cells at work. <laughs> oh, the platelets. I don't need. I don't need. What did I show you that you're like? Why did you do this to me? I downloaded it, but it doesn't work properly. <laughs> okay. It's a game. Okay, so apparently it's a uh, it's a desktop feature. That is a, um, a scalable platelet chan that um, yeah. reads Japanese out loud for you if you select. It's not just reads Japanese, it reads anything that you give it. Okay. Uh-huh. It's, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I don't know, it and, might and, just and, and, in Japanese. And you can, you can pin it to the top of a window, so when you move it around, move the window it's around. It's a text-to-voice program. That's so. Right. so mm -hmm. And then you can uh, make various adjustments to how it behaves, and you mm -hmm. can have a whole bunch of copies of them all with doing something slightly different. Long story short, the short this show is incredible. It just keeps being fun and imaginative and scientifically accurate for the most part from everything I've read about scientists watching it. Um, even to the point to where, um, I forget what it's called, but there's um, red cells that are... There's actually red cells that are bad at um, directions. Like, they... they, they like, they, they're... they're Badly formed, so they don't travel as well as everything else. Huh. Um, and they're shaped like kind of a sickle. Okay. She's got the ahego, or whatever that's called, uh -huh. aho, ahoge, um, where she's got the cowlick. Yeah. So people are thinking maybe that's intended. <laughs> um, because she's got that, you know, sickle cowlick. And oh, she's got, therefore, she's one of those cells that's just really, really bad at traveling. So I've gotten as far as, I think, episode eight, because uh, episode eight was the blood flow episode. Where she's trying to force herself to go the correct way through the circulatory system. Okay. Um, and it starts off with her getting lost, getting saved by um, white blood cell, white blood cell, mm -hmm. and then determining that she's going to be a strong, a strong, independent red blood cell who doesn't need help from anybody. And he ends up following her the it, entire time because he's worried about her. Because it starts off with her going, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And she starts running and goes right into a door. And there's no floor beyond that door. And there's a platelet chan repelling, doing some drywall or something above the floor. It's like, oh, 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 watch yourself, please. It's very dangerous around it's here. It's very dangerous around here. Watch yourself, please. And, and there she is. She's, all, she's, she's got the doorknob in both hands and then the... 
the box of mm-hmm. CO2 and the tray between her legs, just holding up over this bottomless pit, mm-hmm. leads to the abyss. I remember this happened to Spike Spiegel once as well. It may have. Wandered into a room, suddenly there's a pit there. Be careful, it's dangerous in here. Be careful, it's dangerous in here. Um, yeah, no, that's, I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the episode where he had to replace the beta player. <laughs> Good cause of maintenance. Yeah. My ship works better when I kick it. <laughs> Look on that guy's face when Spike just starts, like, so they get this tape, and it's a beta, which is older than VHS. Um, around the same age as VHS, but older than DVD and Blu-ray and stuff oh, yeah. like that. The beta and um, magnet tapes. So... This uh, a lot of times they would um, they'd have bad picture, but you could adjust knobs on the player itself to clear up the picture, and make it look nice. Um, I forget what the word for that was. Scanning. Oh yeah, scanning or something like that. But anyway, they start playing this tape, and then with a couple of seconds, it starts getting blurry. And the guy goes, "Oh, oh, I'll just go uh, go over here and adjust the settings." And it cuts over to Spike kicking <laughs> this antique beta machine beta player just destroying it with each kick and it cuts back to the guy's face and he's just frozen horrified with like sweat and like drool coming out of his mouth because spike has just destroyed this priceless antique the last working betamax machine and jet's just like ah spike what are you doing he's like what what my ship works better when i kick it Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, they 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 go down and get the beta. They go down to the ruins of old Earth and uh, find a beta player in like this old electronic store in Tokyo or whatever. Mm-hmm. And another great joke about that episode is that they accidentally bring back a VHS player instead of a beta, so they've got to go back down and get the beta player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they get the wrong one. Yep. So okay. Anyway, so uh, back to cells at work. I am almost I am almost up to date on it. I am one episode behind just because I haven't had the chance to watch. Right. Um, they delved in that show too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So I've seen the blood. I've seen uh, blood flow. I've seen the cancer mm-hmm. episodes. I've seen the fl- influenza, food poisoning, allergies. Yeah. Uh, the um, heat stroke is pretty fun episode. Heat stroke. Mm-hmm. That's last I, week's. I haven't seen heat stroke yet. No. And this week, it's a part. It's a two-parter. I think it's hepatitis. Ooh. I could be wrong though. I I probably remembering the name of the t- of the episode wrong, but it's a it's a two-parter. It's, it was called part one in the episode. Mm. So I may just wait till Saturday, okay. and just watch it, episodes back to back. But um, yeah, no. Sales at work is great. I mean, ever literally everybody online who's talked about it has been praising it because it's just so good. Um. Not good as in, you know, this will change your life. Good as in, it's just a fun, well-made show. Yeah. Um, watch it. I actually read the manga, Cells at Work Black. Mm. That is not getting a show anytime soon. No. <laughs> not At least I don't think it is. Um, but Cells at Work Black is what happens in your body when... You're massively unhealthy. When you are inc- unhealthy. Yeah. Um, like smoking cigarettes, drinking booze like they go morbidly obese more obese out of weight like the like the arteries are just clogged up so the roads inside are all rocky and stuff and they're constantly changing um and cells are like cells are illegally dumping things into the blood uh veins Uh making it even rockier type thing um they go to the liver in one episode and there's these beautiful women there it's like a hostess club Uh uh, where these beautiful women there are taking care of like Alcohol is just like shot down as a shower 
well, like um, like fire extinguishers. Um, and so the cells just get drunk but just by working. And so they go to the liver to relieve themselves of this alcohol and they drink some stuff to get better. And then a couple chapters later, they find that they go back to the liver, but the body's been drinking so, so much that these beautiful women, they're all just ragged, run ragged and stuff. They look like cheap prostitutes now rather than, you know, beautiful, elegant hostesses. Wreck, yes. They're just a wreck. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's real sad seeing what life is like inside of a body where you just don't take care of yourself. Wow. So it's a huge difference. This one's kind of a lighthearted well, well, show for one's kids. One of the big benefits this one's, of the show that you uh, brought up earlier, the, yes, the science, and it actually is, mm -hmm. uh, it almost is like, mm -hmm. a, like a learning cartoon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, and they uh, they show, like, the character, uh, the body is going bald, and that's increasing stress, and stress acts, and, like, the helper T-cell uh, says, well, in order for us to get rid of this, we've got to go ahead and kill everything, we've got, like, the helper T-cell sends the T-cells to go up and take care of what's going on in the head, and the T-cells are so overstressed that they are killing the cells that are taking care of the hair. So, yeah. <laughs> so, it's, it's... It's a much darker story. There's a reason it's called Cells at Work Black. Mm. Um, they also end up... Uh, there's an episode, There's a chapter where they deal with an STD. Yeah. And it's not, it's not fun. Especially since all the white blood cells get slaughtered by these creatures that are the STDs. And they are shaped like genitalia, these creatures. Oh, so right. another reason why it probably will never be animated. Because that stuff will probably be, blur be blurred out. Right. Anyway, Cells at Work is delightful. If you want to have a bad time, read Cells at Work Black. Okay. <laughs> and then the next episode... Episode 21, Nisekoi! I freaking love this show. Nisekoi is a great one. I finished season one just this last week. Okay. And season one ends with um, uh, season one ends with them putting on a class play of Romeo and Juliet. That's such a great, great ending. <laughs> the, the last four episodes, in fact, talk about mm -hmm. how they're going to put on Romeo and Juliet as a play. Mm -hmm. Yeah, season one has a great ending. Um, especially, uh, it's not really a spoiler since you see them falling for each other throughout the entire thing. But um, you know, she's. Uh, uh, Chitoge, mm -hmm. she's realized that she's in love with the guy and she wants to actually be his real girlfriend now and not his fake one. Yeah. But she's so sundere mm -hmm. that she cannot bring herself to say it to him. Right. And season two, it starts off with her deciding but, that she mm -hmm. wants him to be his girl, uh, to be, she wants to be his real girl, girlfriend. And so she tries to start molding him into the perfect boyfriend. So, which uh -oh. always no. goes well. <laughs> for, for those who may not know, the premise of this show... Mm -hmm. Okay, so the premise of this show, if you've watched our episode, we talk about the first three episodes, but a mm -hmm. brief recap. Our guy, our main hero, is the son of a Yakuza boss. Okay. And a American gangster is in, has moved to Japan with his gang and is encroaching on their territory. And so there's a war that's about to break out between them. But it turns out that this American gangster is old friends with this Yakuza boss. And so to stop their particular gangs from going to war against each other, they decide to arrange a relationship between their children who hate each other. So bottom line, so bottom ladies and gentlemen, 
It's a harem anime where the two main characters hate each other instead of liking each other. But they have to pretend to be boyfriend and girlfriend to stop the blood war. To stop, yes, to stop to the To stop a war that would tear the city apart. <laughs> it is the exact opposite <laughs> of the premise of uh, Romeo and Juliet. Exactly. <laughs> but the, um... Which but, is so, just so br brilliant that they put Romeo and Juliet in the last four episodes. Other girls get introduced as, introduced as well. Um, so this guy has a big crush on one girl. He's got a big crush on a girl that he believes is his childhood friend. Like, he spent a summer at some place, he can't remember where. But he, me, uh, he, he hopes beyond hope that the girl in his class that is an absolute sweetheart is the girl from that time period. Yes. That he made a promise with that they would get married when they got together. And then he meets another girl who he doesn't realize is a girl for the first episode. Yep. Um, and he only realizes that he, she's a girl when she has fallen into the pool um, and has gone unconscious. So he goes to undress her because he... Undress him. it's a boy. Undress him to get him out of his wet clothing. Because it's autumn and it's cold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, but then he realizes that this is a girl. Oh, no. <laughs> and then she wakes up. Uh-huh. And then, and then because it's an anime and everybody's going to misunderstand, people start coming in and they're going to see him undressing a girl and think all these sort of awful things about him. So to save himself the situation, they both hide in a locker together. Mm -hmm. Pressed up against each other for mm -hmm. a period of time. And she, uh, and then she, over a course of a few episodes, realizes that she's fallen in love with this guy and can't deal with it and wants to shoot him so that his corpse is... She, she also doesn't want to get in the way of her boss. Of, yes. of she, she's, she, she's kind of the personal bodyguard of Chitoge. Yeah. Um, she wants to be in love with her, but that's, but she's just infatuation. Yeah. But she, um... Anyway, um, Chitoge, it's thanks to Ch Chitoge that this other character, this blue-haired girl, uh, starts becoming more feminine throughout the series because yes. she keeps trying to bring that side of her out because she thinks it's cute. And that's a great, um, and that's a great and then we, It is. Yeah. It is. It's slow, but it's great. And then um, we get the redhead. And then we get the redhead who um, is convinced that she is his childhood friend. Um, oh, and wow. she's got... And she's the daughter of the, the chief police. of police. Who has both the Yakuza and the, and the gang boss scared. <laughs> He's just that intense of a person. Um, <gasps> yeah. Great well, show. And then we actually learned that... Um, it's so much fun. And then in season two, which you guys haven't seen yet, in season two... It starts getting more and more complicated because it turns out there was it wasn't just one girl that he spent his time with that summer. He only remembers one, but more and more it becomes more apparent that every single girl that he's met so far was involved in that summer, <laughs> except for the blue-haired girl. Except oh, for the blue-haired girl. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So is it more than just those three? I think it's just those three. Because they established it was those three in season one. There is another girl that shows up. She's a white-haired girl who is another mob assassin. And she comes after the blue-haired girl because she thinks she's gone soft. Um, I sent you the picture that said, please give me my seriousness back. Uh -huh. yeah. That's her. <laughs> okay. That's her. I've seen that one. Yeah. Please uh -huh. give me my seriousness back. I, I don't remember that picture. I'll, I'll, have, I'll, I'll, to, I'll have to show it to you again. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, Nisei Koi is just great. Is a great show. Uh, uh, yeah. Great yeah. 
Okay. Then after Nisekoi, we have The Slayers. Episode 22, The Slayers. The All right. Slayers. And we, had, and we were lucky that uh, it just happened to drop onto uh, uh, Crunchyroll don't the same know if week. You yeah, I don't know if you listened to that, but Slayer, oh, Lee, Lee wanted to watch Slayers. And was like, awesome. Crunchyroll just added it. Let's go ahead and do it. Well, I got home that night and I checked it out. It wasn't Slayers that they added. It was Slayers Revolution, Revolution. which is seasons four and five. Yes. And I'm like, well, we should probably shouldn't do this because we, or I can loan him my cop, my DVDs. Yeah. Because um, really, with Slayers, you have to start with the, start at the beginning. Oh yes. And so I offered that to him, and then the very next day that I offered it to him. They Crunchyroll added Slayers. They've now added Slayers Next, which is the second season. Yes. And I think they're going to be adding Slayers Try. Here I no, they have. They I, have Try. Yeah, I, 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 okay. I, I caught that uh, on a uh, Crunchyroll tweet. Okay, awesome. Today, Slayers Try is now up. Awesome. Um, yeah. No. Um, I haven't watched it anymore just because I've seen the entire show several times, oh, yeah. and I love it. I just had other things I needed to watch. Sure. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, I haven't uh, gotten more into it yet either. Oh, sorry. I've been, I mean, I've been I've been binge watching Nisekoi mm -hmm. and Sound Euphonium and Violet Evergarden this whole time, and so Slayers was on my back burner list. Here's what we can do: after we finish Overlord and um, Overlord and um, Attack on Titan, which is what we're watching right now, right? We can go ahead. We can go ahead and have Psychopaths be our next show, right? And then Slayers be the comedy to get us out of the slump that Psychopaths is going to. Get Probably lead into in so yeah. we'll watch two episodes of Psychopaths and then two episodes of Slayer. <laughs> you know that's not a bad idea. No, it's not. So we start off with something dark. Make sure the kids are in bed. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, yeah. And then uh, we we lightened up the mood with with Slayers, which I still hold as one of the funniest anime I've ever seen. Okay, like, I love Nisei quite all the, all these comedy like Cromarty High School, amazing Hinamatsuri, amazing. Um, <laughs> so is it Magical Ore, Excel Saga, the all of them. All of them okay. pale in comparison to Slayers, in my opinion. Okay. Slayers is just that funny. So, you told me this mm -hmm. outside of the uh, podcast, but now we have to reveal it on the podcast. Yeah. As it turns out, the voice actress for Lena Inverse... I was going to save this little bit of information the, for when we actually do watch that the, show, but we can go ahead and do it now. The voice actress for Lena Inverse... English or Japanese? Japanese. Japanese. Okay. Her name is Megumi something. Let, yes. me, let me go ahead and pull it up. Lena Inverse, Japanese voice actress. They named Megumin from... The voice actress's name, that's right. Megumi Hayashibara is the actress, the Japanese voice actress for yeah, We love Lena her. Inverse. She does, she she does voice acting. She does so amazing for stuff. So Megumin from Koizuba mm -hmm. is yes. named after the voice actress that's for Lena right. Inverse. Yep. So Lena Inverse, the most destructive sorceress in existence... As homage to her, they named their explosive explosives expert Megumin, <laughs> which I still who's love also, that picture of her. Who, co uh, who is uh, also number one Megumin cosplay is a hand grenade with a Megumin hat. <laughs> Megumin is also an oh, underdeveloped Megumin. sorceress, just like Lena. Oh, uh, so <laughs> yes, she is. Ooh. Oh gosh! Great is the show. Yes, that teaches Slayers. us that no matter how bad things get, they can always get inverse. <laughs> I have never heard that before, and I love it. 
Oh my gosh, no. Oh, we're going to watch was, uh, Konosuba was, for episode 26. On, I, I did, so. Sadly, I didn't make that up. It was on one of the DVD covers for one of the movies. That's, Fantastic. I, I, wait, that, I have all the movies. I'll have to check the, the, the covers. Anyway, yeah, no, Slayers, watch it if you haven't watched it. It's all on Crunchyroll. It's so good. So what order do you watch Slayers in? One, uh, Slayers, you, Slayers it's, Next, it's Slayers you Try. Can... Um, you The movies... Um, don't watch, well, the movies can watch them at any time except mm-hmm. for one because they are prequels. They take place before. Okay. Yes. I would recommend not watching them until after, I would probably watch Slayers season one first. Mm-hmm. There's only one, I think it's just called Slayers the Motion Picture. I could be wrong. I'm trying to remember which You're one not. that's called. That's what it's called. But there's one that it actually has the entire cast in it. Hmm. Um, and it's the one, I think I told you about it. Yeah, it's you did. Where, uh, yeah, it's the one where they all get cursed with with the talk with the um, octopus language. Yes. And whenever they say "I'm sorry," they say "mude nash," which means flat chested. Yep. And Lena, of course, reacts the way Goes. Lena reacts. Yes, she reacts the way that any that being self-respecting sorcerer. That would being said, react. Lena is still one of my all-time favorite anime characters. Mm. She's just so great. Um, anyway, so what are your thoughts on uh, Slayers? Uh, I'm with him. It's one of those. It's one of those first shows. One of those first animes that uh, that I ever saw. And just to, for my official two cents on the matter, Angel, the uh, you know the the new generation was asking you know about it because oh, I yes, kept, because I'm quoting it. Um, well, and you brought it up at the game, if you recall. So what Angel, Angel has now been watching it. Slayers. Okay. Ty doesn't want to watch it. Ah. Uh. So Angel, so Angel's just watching it by herself, and suddenly my phone is like blowing up at like two to like four a.m. and I'm just <clears throat> yeah, we, like, like 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 most people, sadly, and I know they say you shouldn't do this, but I keep my phone on my nightstand just you know in case of emergencies and stuff like that, and it's also my alarm clock. But <clears throat> so she's totally blowing up my phone. And she's like, "This show's so great! Guess what happened?" What? Gowry did something silly, didn't he? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Point being, great show, and it's and it is one that having shared it with the the generation under me, mm-hmm. they love it too. Yeah. So it is fun for all ages. <laughs> Slayers is just so. And good. let us make sure that we okay. pass it on to the next generation. Episode right. next, episode twenty-three. Let's go ahead and get going. We're almost done here. Okay. Episode twenty-three. A Certain Scientific Railgun. Yeah, so this is a sequel series to A Certain Magical Index. So we sequel did episode slash, two uh, parallel, parallel series. series. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's uh, so episode two and then episode 23. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, we've covered these two. So um, I only watched the first three episodes. No, I watched the fourth episode, which they actually do introduce Toma they introduce more Toma. so mm-hmm. into the story. Um, yeah, that's the one where he first grabs her. And yeah. what's sad um, is uh, the later on, Toma's gone for a while, then Toma comes back, and it's the episode where he's in front of the vending machine, which is when they first introduced Misaka. Uh-huh. Oh, I don't know if it's the first time, but they introduced Misaka again uh, in certain magical index. Yeah. And if you've watched yeah. index, you know that that's the point where Toma's lost his memory. Yes, Toma loses his memory. Which is, which, and now we see it from Misaka's point of view, and you can see why she reacts the way she reacts. Because she's already had several interactions with him. And then he's acting like he doesn't know her and she gets pissed. And like, oh, that's why she acted that way. Okay. And if you watch, like, 
Yeah. So if you, yeah, so. And so for me, this all kind of boils back to the fact that I've seen Railgun, but I haven't seen Index. And so, yeah, yeah. Don't watch which Index. is the other, re- which is the other reason why with mm-hmm. with Railgun, yeah, it, it's it's a hard oh, watch yeah, no. because but I have no context on what's going on. They they get into and now and now that you said that it's a parallel show where mm-hmm. yeah, watching the one that came out first because I'm guessing Magical in came, came out first. first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so after watching that one, providing you with context mm-hmm. for all these little things, yes, that I keep picking up on, but I have to guess, yeah. well, okay, mm-hmm. so why was that, why did that happen that way? Why right. did the characters react that way? There's no, yeah. there, there was no backstory, I've not given, I was not mm-hmm. given a background story for what happened there in mm-hmm. this episode. And so, <laughs> the, show, the show can be very, very difficult to watch mm-hmm. way without that context, but I managed to get through mm-hmm. it, and despite the first couple of episodes being a little... Too heavy on the mm-hmm. well, what do they call it? It's the, the fan girl, service. The fan service. Well, girl, Ka- the girl, the girl, the Kuroko, girl infatuation. Yeah. That... Kuroko is very much into Misaka, and Misaka won't have any of it. Um, the, yeah. uh, the the sexual assault. They seem to be hitting a little heavy with that. In the yeah, they, and I felt the exact same thing actually with Index at first, where they kind of hit the fan service quite a bit. Because mm-hmm. uh, Toma, the one of the first things he does to Index, is she says that she's wearing this magical robe that keeps her protected and he's like anything i touch that's magical or scientific gets destroyed and <laughs> like including his own cell phone yeah, yeah he, um, he can only touch his cell phone with his left hand yeah right? but yeah. he uh and she's just like i well whatever you have i bet my robe is stronger and he's like okay and he touches her robe and she goes haha see you're and nothing happens she's like haha see then all of a sudden her robe rips to shreds her robe rips to shreds, mm-hmm. and that's why in all the fan art or in all the art after that point for uh, for Index, she's wearing the same robe, but she has three big golden pins that are holding, it, holding all it all together. Yes. Um, but yeah, she then reacts and starts biting him and being mean to him and stuff like that, be, even though she did technically ask him to oh, do it. Of course. Um, but yeah, no, um, yeah. So Toma, who is a side character in Railgun, is the mm-hmm. main character in Index. Gotcha. So there's a big. I love seeing Railgun though. Well, that's from, good because I or, like Toma. Toma's cool. I love seeing the story that happens in Index from Misaka's point of view though, because you you haven't met the sisters yet, have you? No. Okay, no. I'll just say the sisters because you know what I'm talking about. I know to, who the and, sisters are, uh, and I know their relationship with um, with Misaka uh, and with uh, and the with accelerator and accelerator. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And so. Um, we get to the arc with the sisters, and we see just how much it affects Misaka. Mm. Um, and we see what she tries to do. And then we see Toma. And Toma's actions are the exact same as the actions that he took in Index, but they're oh. from Misaka's point of view this time. Wow. Um, and it could be seen as kind of a letdown to people who don't know Index, because Toma's the one who does the fighting in this part, because Misaka can't. Right. She's completely powerless at this point. Um, but Toma... Um, does the fighting, and it's a recreation of the fight that happened in Index. Mm-hmm. Um, I will just say this though: there are three other arcs in Index or in Railgun, um, or probably more than that. Um, but Misaka has her day to shine in every single one of them, and you just see how incredibly powerful she really is. Coin versus incoming car, episode three, episode one, episode one. That, that was episode one. <laughs> yeah, coin versus incoming car. <laughs> no, she, uh, she... She's a mass driver. 
She she is a master. <laughs> she is a field. she is a certain scientific railgun. She has the ability to magnify the iron in the sand around her and use it as a weapon. That is so cool. She clings yeah, she to does, the, she does that. She, she clings that to walls index. that have she clings to walls that have um, steel rebar in them because she can make. Oh yeah, no, no, no. She, she did that in episode see, four. See in the was that, that, that was in episode four of Index when she's challenging Toma. Okay. She does, yeah. she, she, she's also, able to pull out the sword of. We also see her doing it in the opening credits. Mm. Yeah, it's true. But no, she uh, is she she's incredibly powerful for a fourteen-year-old girl. That's something yeah. I have to remember. She's fourteen. Yeah. Um. No, uh, I'm 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 personally super excited to have a certain scientific or certain magical index season three starting in about a week. So it's not Railgun three. No, it's not Railgun three. It's index three. Index three. It's mm -hmm. to, it's Toma's point of view. It's like okay. I'm pretty sure Railgun is done. Um, it, it was the manga didn't. It was a again. It was a parallel manga. They didn't release very much of it because they were focusing on Toma's story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited. Really excited to see what happens next in Toma's story. Toma, uh, you buried me. <laughs> oh. Now I do have one that I want to bring up with these. Uh, can you watch one and then watch the other? Yeah. Or, um, or, or do you have to intersperse them? Like these, uh, oh, no, we didn't intersperse them. Like with the like with the DC TV universe. Oh, um, um, with, 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 with the Arrowverse. Um, <laughs> no, Sorry. you don't need to. You don't need. I don't think we need to intersperse them. No, the way not the Arrowverse. No. Um, like I watched all of Index, all of it. Like I, we watched it early on and I knew I wanted to do Railgun at some point, but I wanted to give him time to watch Index, but you never had the time to until I was like, look, I want to add Railgun to the show. And you're like, oh, okay. And then you watch the first season yeah. so we could do rail, so we could do Railgun. I watched all of Index first, and then I watched all of Railgun, and it was just fine for me. However, you saw online that well, it's recommended... Well, I saw online that it's uh -huh. recommended you watch Index Season 1, Railgun Season 1, Index Season 2, Railgun Season 2. Mm -hmm. There you go. Okay. Yep, I absolutely loved Index's um, introduction in Railgun, though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you see her running down the street chasing after one of the cleaning robots. And because. she's yelling at it because it ate her donut. And, yeah! And she just says, oh, and she... So, wait, so that's Index? That's, that's Index. Okay. That's Index. She's this tiny little adorable girl. Yeah! Okay, she's yeah, she's yeah. 14, though. She's just super small for her age. Yeah, but yeah, she, uh... She's, have you met... Uh, is the pink-haired lowly teacher? She is in yes. Railgun. Yeah, she is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she, she, she's their... She's Toma's homeroom teacher. And she plays a Whoa. big... She plays a really important and, and role a in chain this smoker. Mm -hmm. And drinker. And drinker. Chain smoker, heavy drinker. The smoker. Oh, she drinks too. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Lowly teacher. Um, no, she. Um, yeah. No, she ends up being really important, kind of as a secret base of operation for for Toma and stuff like that. Fast um, times. It's super expert high. <laughs> oh yeah. But um, yeah, it's. I just want to keep talking about it because it's such a great show. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, it's been recommended watch season one, then season one, then season two, then season two. Oh, that's right. Um, I, we, I wanted to bring up her first appearance, Index's first appearance. She is chasing down a cleaning robot, uh -huh. and she's yelling at it for taking her donut, give me back my donut, give me back my donut. <laughs> and this teacher, a lot of teachers have two jobs. Yeah. Um, this teacher 
is also part of <coughs> anti-skill, the police force that they have in Academy City. Yep. Um, and so she's working as a police officer right now. And so she goes over and says, what's going on? And she's, and Index says, this, uh, this robot came and took my donut. Toma taught me about the ever important universal rule, universal three second rule. As long as it's been on the ground for less than three, three seconds, seconds, I can pick it back up and eat it. But that was on the ground for less than three seconds, and this robot came and took it, and I want my donut back! <laughs> and that's the first time you see Index in Railgun. You only see her a couple other times, but it's one of those times where you know... But if you've seen um, Index, well, you again, know again, the point of the story that they're again, at. And again, like, it's another one of these really great scenes where... Yeah, you see the situation and you laugh, it's like... Wait, where's where's my context? Who is this? Like, why why is who's she, this weirdo? Like, why is she beating on the robot? Yeah, like, and like, why on earth is this little girl like? Oh, we saw another glimpse of that little girl in the white nun outfit. Why is she there? You know, exactly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, and it's just a it's a centering point for people who've seen both. Index yeah, both yeah, shows, yeah, gotcha. but like after the battle with Accelerator, oh. um, we see Misaka interacting with the sisters and stuff like that, and then for just half a second, we have a clip of Index running through the hospital. So people who don't know Index would be completely lost. We're like, oh, she's going to visit Toma. Ah, so okay. mm -hmm. now there's an episode. Okay, now you, uh, before this episode, something you shared with me was uh, fan art of um, uh, what was it? It was a mother's basement, but the guy was wearing. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. It's his costume. It's his. Um, it's his anime pope outfit. Yeah. Uh huh. The anime pope. He's he's wearing the same robe as oh, Index. The with anime the... pope. Yes. What? It's a guy on YouTube. I don't always agree with what he has to say, but he usually has very fun videos. Oh, that he's guy. Got, okay. He's got um like mother's basement and anime service videos. Anime service videos. Um, where um. Uh, yeah, oh, like how to survive pu in public service anime. PSA. Pu yeah, public service anime. Um, <laughs> one of his it's uh, how to survive in an isekai. Yeah. Um, or how to identify what kind of isekai you're in. If you are in isekai D, which is de deconstruction isekai, don't do anything. You're damned anyways. <laughs> he also has one that says, "Well, thanks, how anime pulp. You're how fired. to tell if your daughter is a magical girl? Does she sit in this particular chair?" <laughs> That's cool. That could be spooked. It's like the chair closest to the window, second from the back. Mm -hmm. Oh my it's, it's god! It's the one that no, card cap is. Yeah, uh -huh. it's where card cap is Sakura sits. It's where does she sudden does she suddenly have a penchant for stuffed animals? <laughs> does she have a stuffed animal you don't remember buying for her? Does she have a series of friends who have no business being friends with each other? Yeah. It's, you should check it out. They're really, really funny. Anyway, we've been going pretty long, a lot longer than I thought we would, but we need to wrap up. We've got episode 24, and then we're going to go ahead and do a wrap-up. Yep. Episode 24, El Hazard. Oh, that's you. You go ahead and read the title. You're supposed to do it. Uh, yeah. El Hazard, The Wanderers. And so this is uh, Tenchi Muyo's long-lost cousin. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, in the first episode, they have a uh, Sasami cameo. Yeah, they do. They do. Uh huh. Uh, so we've—I haven't watched more than the first three episodes. I've been uh, finishing up uh, Nisekoi instead of going further into El Hazard, but I—I want to watch more. I—I plan on watching more. I actually wanted to watch it. I decided to go ahead and watch it after I finished uh, Railgun. 
Uh, I, Railgun was the priority for me, but now that I finished it, I'm actually kind of sad because there's another arc for Railgun that was only released on Blu-rays mm -hmm. in Japan. So I don't think it's going to be released here in the States. But it was another Railgun, a certain scientific Railgun, S is Season 2. Uh -huh. And then this OVA arc was a certain scientific Railgun, SS. Okay. So it has to do with them going on some kind of a school trip because Railgun takes place over summer vacation. Okay. But anyway, um, yeah, I really want to watch more of El Hazard. It was a lot of fun what we watched. Yeah. And Just I... crazy over-the-top 90s anime. And like, <laughs> um, and, and like I said, I wanted to had get... that great old feel. I wanted, to get, I wanted to get <laughs> introduced to the character Shayla Shayla. Yeah. Uh, the fire priestess. I Because I had that uh, that, that Anna Mayhem mm -hmm. card of hers, and I <laughs> was interested in the character design. I'm like, I want to know more about this character. Mm -hmm. And so that's just on my to-do list. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> Anything else we want to say? Um, that's that's the first season of Whitaker Weekly. That's 24 episodes. Um, sure um, I got a message, Yay. actually, that I wanted to bring up. Um, one of our earliest, um, creator shout-outs was to a, uh, Hyde Clarklin, who, uh, has, uh, who runs, um, Hide My Error Cosplay. Oh, okay. Uh, she reached out to me today and oh. said, Hey, I know we haven't chatted in a while, but I want to let you know that I've started listening to your podcast at work. It's a lot of fun, and I'm really enjoying hearing about a lot of anime that I just haven't had time to watch. watch. Cool. And so she reached out to me, and uh, we, we got to chatting a little bit. And, uh -huh. That yeah. is the great service that Weediger Weekly provides. Mm -hmm. um, Telling us about a lot of great shows that sadly we just don't have time to watch. Well, and, um, we definitely want to go ahead and We usually have to listen service. to this podcast, so some of us find time. <laughs> Good. To watch at least one episode or okay. two. Okay. So Fantastic. Just as a reminder, next week we're going to be starting up uh, the next season. Unless we wanted to take a week off between seasons, I don't know. Do you, we'll talk. But anyways, talk. the next episode, whenever it's going to happen, um, the very next one we're going to do, I'm going to go ahead and force another anime on you, which yes. he hasn't watched. And I, I could have sworn you've watched it. You, you, you introduced me to episode one, and honestly expecting me to just on my own watch the rest. Yeah, but I don't I have the time to watch episodes Psh. as much as it. Oh, child, what is wrong with you? Anyway. I'm just sitting here waiting for season two of uh, No Game, No Life. I doubt that's ever going to happen. Yeah, apparently it's not. Gets, apparently it gets pretty raunchy in the light novels. Mm. Like, after, I like I think like after the light novels. It got more than a little raunchy in the anime. Well, far just, worse than what's in the anime. I just need to see Steph abused oh, okay. more. Oh, gosh. I just... I, <laughs> slamming her head in against things, shattering stone with her bare head. <laughs> oh, that girl is a thing. Wait, wait, uh, Steph, yeah, no. are, are, are you secretly intelligent? Like the like Jeez. the light novels are like in America, anyways. Um, I, I get a newsletter from Yen Press because Yen Press is the they're the people who release the uh, Overlord. They release um, the Devil's Apart timer for the manga and stuff, or not for the manga for the um, maybe the manga, but I know at least the light novels. Um, and I saw that um, the latest issue of of um, No Game No Life had an adults only mark on it mm. or warning. Yeah. You know, a warning talking about the graphic, or like the the adult nature of the of the light novel. I'm just like, she's ten. Come on, you guys. Yeah. So we're probably never gonna get more no game no life. Anyway, what we are going to be watching and discussing because you haven't watched it yet, sin, shame of shame, is Konosuba. Konosuba. 
Konosuba, God's blessing on this wonderful world. Konosuba. And I've actually, I've actually started reading the light novels for these as well. Uh -huh. um, and I, I, it was a laugh a minute for me because I completely forgotten what happened in season one. I'm really excited to watch no, season Kono, one because Kono of this. Konosuba is awesome. Now make sure you watch season one, not season two. Okay? Yeah, I'll make sure. All right, but here is the about. This about is from Crunchyroll, directly from Crunchyroll. After a traffic accident, Kazuma Sato's disappointingly brief life was supposed to be over, but he wakes up to see a beautiful girl before him. She claims to be a goddess, Aqua, and asks if he would like to go to another world and bring only one thing with him. Kazuma decides to bring the goddess herself, and they are transported to a fantasy world filled with adventure ruled by a demon king. Now Kazuma only wants to live in peace, but Aqua wants to solve many of this world's problems and the Demon King will only turn a blind eye for so long. <laughs> uh, I'm just—I I have seen episode one of this, mm -hmm. and I'm just reminded that when another goddess stepped in to hear that that Aqua was being kicked out, she would just all too gladly oversaw Aqua being teleported to this other world, which she'll never come back from. <laughs> And you learn why they want to get rid of Aqua, because she's useless. <laughs> she is so useless. Anyway, we're going to watch Konosuba for our next episode, whenever that's going to be. And we'll be spending a good while on that one. Yes, we will. Anyway, um, that's it for three episodes Konosuba. in, and the review of season one of three episodes in. Um, what do we have in store for that? Well, let's go ahead and go to our, our creator shout-out. So, Matt, what have you been working on lately? Yeah, uh, real fast, this is Matt Moody. We didn't really give him an introduction. Uh, we know him through being our dungeon master for quite some time. I don't really have time to play with Matt any longer, unfortunately. It's fine, but, it's fine. But yeah, Matt is a storyteller. He is a an artist and a And, uh, and one a of the DM. hosts of the... Um, what's your podcast called? Uh, um, Coalition, Coalition Dead Boys. Yeah, Coalition it's Dead for, Boys. Uh, Palladium. It's, mostly, it's for Palladium Books Incorporated and Palladium Games. <clears throat> it's where... We talk about, I, that is where I do a lot of talking about the games that I run, mm -hmm. uh, but we also talk about the things that Playing Books are coming out with, and <clears throat> basically it's a lot of great free advertising, not just for Playing Books, but uh, for all my friends, mm -hmm. and whatever games and whatever uh, things that they're into, we always make sure to talk about those and give them a shout out, mm -hmm. and also when I put those up, I also make sure to provide links um, both on the both as part of the video and when I put them up on the uh, on the site itself. So, uh, Coalition Dead Boys, we're doing an episode this week. <clears throat> Hopefully, I'm not overplaying my hand. But when I was at the Fan X mm -hmm. this uh, was a couple weeks ago, uh, when I was at the Fan X, I now it helps. First and foremost, it helps when you send them emails and say, I'm looking forward to seeing you. Because when you send, when I sent Vic Minyama mm. an email this time saying, I'm glad you're coming to the Fanex this time. Look forward to seeing you. They actually do remember you when you do this. And I actually do have a shout out from Vic for Coalition Dead Boys this time around. He looked us oh, up. Awesome. Took a look at what we did. Yeah, uh, but I also sent him... Um, I also send them over to where you guys are, so really, um, he like he's always happy to see podcasts about anime. So he said he'd give it a shot, but he said make sure to remind me a couple of times because okay. mm -hmm. he gets a lot of emails and a lot oh, of people sure. talk to him. Mm -hmm. But now, anyway, so tell me, you know who Vic is? Yeah, the voice actor for Ed, Edward Elric. Yep. Yes. 
Vic Mignogna, I think yeah. his last name is. Yeah. Vic mm. Very nice, very wonderful man. We always love seeing him at Comic Con because, and he loves showing up at Salt Lake because he knows that he can wear religion. He knows he can wear Christianity on his sleeves out here, and mm -hmm. and it's a great thing. Okay. And, but that he's uh, also the, the other also a main character in um, what's the name of that uh, Oran High School Host Club. He is, which is on my queue. It's on my Netflix queue. And he. So maybe we'll put that in uh, one of our future episodes. And, I'll hold yeah. off with one of the And and you can look this up because Vic has told this story. Vic got in the English dub for free, but the story that he tells everybody for how he got the part was when he walked in to do the audition. He and a bunch of other voice actors were actually doing quotes from fifty percent <laughs> off. Because fifty percent off is comic gold. Uh, which part and did he get? Is he going for Nagisa? I think he's the gay best friend or the the, the effeminate friend. I think is who he's doing the voice work for. Uh, or he, or <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, the gay best probably, friend describes he, or, all of the characters. Or he's probably the little blonde. Or he could be the little blonde. If kid. he's the little blonde kid, that would. But that he said that he got Nagisa. the part by walking in and making fun of the show, and he said he's never gotten a part by walking in and making fun of the it's, show before. It's because but, fifty percent off is just. <laughs> Gold. It is well, so good. I was watching so. some. I was watching some uh, uh, Lindsay Shepherd today, and it turns out that apparently that's how. Um, also, Ed, um, James Woods got the part of Hades. Is yes. that everybody was auditioning and they were doing their most. The, they, they did their own interpretation of Hades, going, uh, doing their most gruff. Ah, oh, I am the Lord of Darkness. Ah, oh, kind of characters. And he went, "Hey guys, Lord of Darkness, how you doing? What's up?" Just, he felt like being silly that day, uh, and hey so guys. he birthed the greatest hey guys, Disney character off of being silly Disney one day. She hates Hercules, though, doesn't she? Oh, she's she, he is the best character in one of the worst shows. The, the, the show yes. couldn't be made up, but, but he's like the best character, and, oh, and he also awesome. voiced himself in the TV series. Yeah, where where the best line ever came up, where he's all Pluto. They wouldn't name me Pluto. Pluto. I wouldn't name my dog Pluto. Pluto. What kind of name for a god is Pluto? I wouldn't name my dog Pluto. Okay, no. but again, um, but just to uh, just finish, but just to finish mine out. Yes, again, the name of my podcast is Coalition Dead Boys. I talk about uh, just games I'm running and games that uh, other people are doing. Mm -hmm. So any games or books or anything else that you guys um, you guys are into. Um, I sent a link to your book to the Palladium oh, site because nice. if you remember what I told you, the guys are really big on they just buy stuff to read. That's nice. What they do. Okay. So I sent so I sent them a link for that. And um, what else I am actually into? Uh, I'm doing a lot more with my art these days. Cool. I'm painting. You have a gallery I'm or? painting again. Not, not yet. Not yet. Mm -hmm. um, because I'm not because it's not digital. Okay. Mm. It's just not how I came up. So oh, yeah. a lot of my art mm -hmm. is still. Dug my hand. Oh, no, it makes perfect sense, so, man. But that's what I'm doing more of, and I'm hoping to use it for, again, I'm still uh, in the process of creating my own role-playing game, my own role-playing system. Nice. nice. Because I have, a, I have a mechanic that nobody's used yet, so mm -hmm. second I have the money, patent it. Cool. Sounds good. Good deal, man. Um, just real fast with news about my book. I launched the physical version last week. Right. I'm very, very excited about that. Um, it's on Amazon right now, fourteen ninety nine. Mm -hmm. um, if you pick up the physical version, you get a copy of the digital version for free. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah, uh, The Devil from the River by Andrew Whitaker. And uh, we're going to go ahead and... Oh, sorry, and I thought uh, that was... Oh. No, that's fine. No, no, it's fine. I guess fine. we could have made it 
bigger deal about that. No, uh, it's totally fine. I, mean, I will link out to that as our recommendation of the week for this podcast episode. Okay. Well, um, that's it. Um, that's it for today, I guess. Um, thanks so much for turning, tuning in and listening to us, guys. It means a lot. Um, we, we're still just starting out with this thing, but we're happy to hear the feedback that we're hearing from the people who are enjoying it. We love anime. We love talking about it. If you want to talk to us about it, um, you can go ahead and become a patron, and you will get access to our Discord server, where we just, you know, we got lots of rooms where people can talk about anime. We're still starting off, so it's not very big yet, but we're hoping to create a thriving community of people who just love what we love. Um, but, um, yeah, where can they find us on social media? Uh, if they come to the website, uh, WhitakerWeekly.com. That's Whitaker with two Ts. Um, then they can get uh, access to our uh, Facebook page, our um, uh, Twitter account, our YouTube channel, or our Patreon uh, page. And um, that's where we're on social media right now. Um, if there's any platforms out there that you will prefer to see us on, uh, reach out to us. And uh, yeah, well... Um, uh, we're more than willing to uh, branch out and uh, reach out to you on the social media platform of your choice. You can send me an invite to your Discord. Oh, thing. yeah, yeah. If I don't, you, if I you don't, haven't done that already. I don't know why we haven't done that yet. Oh, uh, you, you should have automatically received one from uh, being a patron. Oh, but, I'm, uh, I, I might have, and I might not have just responded. So, okay. uh, we'll just, uh, there, we'll there, double check. There's a lot on Discord, sure. I really need to go through that. Okay. <laughs> there aren't enough hours in a day, this social media stuff. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, thanks again so much for listening to you guys. Uh, we we're probably just gonna record next week, but we're gonna go ahead and talk about it out right after this, just because you know it's a uh, it's a season. I think we should do something, but uh, because it's a kind of a it's twenty five episodes. It's a milestone for us. Um, a lot of podcasts go five episodes before people you know before they stop, but we're gonna keep doing this because even you know we just we just love discussing anime and watching anime. Um, thanks for being there for us. Um, and Kurobasa. what? Kurobasa. Kurobasa. Konosuba. 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 Anyway, Kabaneri. Um, <laughs> the Iron Fortress. Kabaneri of the Iron Fortress. Anyways, Kabaneri. thanks so much. I've been Andrew. I've been Lee. Matt. And this has been Whitaker Weekly. Uh, we'll catch you next week.